0: Hare Krishna. So today's topic is Bhagavad Gita, Chapter 4, Text 20, Work in Liberation. <coughs> om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnana Timirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun melitam yena shri gurave namaha shri chaitanya manobhishtam sthapitam Yenabhūtale bhutale svayam rupah kadamahyam padantikam vandeham shri guru shri Yutapadakamalam padakamalam shri gurun vaishnavamcha shri rupam sagrajatam sahagana ragunathanmitam tamsa jeevam. Sadvaitam, Savadhutam, Parijana Sahitam, Krishna Chaitanya Devam, Sri Radha, Krishna Padan, Sahagana Lalita, Sri Vishakan He Krishna Karunāsindho Sindho, Dinabandho Jagatpate, Gopeshagopika, Kanta Radha, Kantanamos Tute, Tapta Gaurangi, Radhe Vinda, Vaneshwari, Vrishabhanu Sute Devi, Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripasandhubhyayavacha Patitanam Pavane Bhio Vaishnava Bhio Namaha Nama Om Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamini Tinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi PASCATYA DESHATARINE Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadhi Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So welcome back to this Bhagavad Gita session and today's verse is 4.20 of Bhagavad Gita which is, work and liberation. Just a second. So, we will chant the word to word and then the line by line as usual. त्यक्त्वा, <clears throat> कर्मा, फला, आसंगम, नित्या, त्रिप्ताह, निराश्रयह, कर्मनी, अभिप्रवृत्ताह, अपी, न एवा, Kinchit Karoti Saha. So repeat after me, line by line. Tiatva Karma Pala Sangam <coughs> <coughs> Nitya Tripto Nira Karmanya नईवकिंचित्करोतिसह त्यत्वा कर्मा फला संगम नित्यत्रिप्तो निराश्रयह कर्मन्यभिप्रवृत्तो पी chatva karma phala sangam nitya tripto nirashraya karmanya bhivruttoopi naiva kinchit karoti sah tyaktva having given up karma phala asangam Attachment for fruitive results. Nitya, always. Triptaha, being satisfied. Nirashrayah, without any shelter. Karmani, inactivity. Abhipravrittaha, being fully engaged. Api, in spite of. Na, does not. Eva, certainly. Kinchit, anything. Karoti, do. Saha, he. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Śrīla Prabhupāda Ki Translation, abandoning all attachment to the results of His activities, ever satisfied and independent, He performs no fruitive action, although engaged in all kinds of undertakings. (coughs) We'll read the purport and then we'll go into more detail. This freedom from the bondage of actions is possible only in Krishna Consciousness when one is doing everything for Krishna. A Krishna Conscious person acts out of pure love for the Supreme Personality of Godhead and therefore he has no attraction for the results of the action. He is not even attached to his personal maintenance for everything is left to Krishna. Nor is he anxious to secure things nor to protect things already in his possession. He does his duty to the best of his ability and leaves everything to Krishna. Such an unattached person is always free from the resultant reactions of good and bad. It is as though he were not doing anything. This is the sign of akarma or actions without fruitive reaction. <clears throat> Any other action therefore devoid of Krishna consciousness is binding upon the worker and that is the real aspect of a vikarma as explained here and before. So there's a lot to unpack within this. Now, a very important point to note, before we go um, into each and every word of this verse, the thing is, like, just like, look at this word, nirashraya, without any shelter. And here, in the purport also, without any shelter, and in the purport it is as though he were not doing anything. Now all this is from the viewpoint of a person who is not exactly, um, how to say, from, from the viewpoint of a materialistic person, yeah in short because from the viewpoint of materialistic person it is as though he were not doing anything suppose um, in a company the boss asks the worker um, to do something on the computer say say um, make a presentation make a slide presentation slides maybe on this topic uh, we're going to give a presentation suppose that's the work given and then he the whole day is busy but at the end of the day he produces nothing but actually he was busy doing something else but he was asked to do this but then nothing is there no slide was prepared so that's how a materialistic would materialistic person would see a krishna conscious person because what is he doing i mean there is no material result Okay, he's working, he says he's working very hard, but where? No salary, no family, no nothing. Nothing to show that, you know, say a person is there for 10 years in the Krishna Consciousness Movement and then <laughs> he did not have a bungalow until now or he did not even have a flat or a car or even a single dollar in saving. Um, so what is he doing, you know, after all? So he's as if he's not doing anything. I mean, what is he busy with? But, spiritually... The person is fully busy. The thing is, in the second chapter, this is explained. 2.69 2.69 YANISHA SARVA BHUTANAM TASYAM JAGARTI SAMYAMI YASYAM Jagratibhutani BHUTANI SANISHA PASYATO MUNEH What is night for all beings is the time of awakening for the self-controlled. And the time of awakening for all beings is the night for the introspective sage. In other words, where the materialistic person is active, the spiritual person is inactive. And where the spiritual person is active, the materialistic person is inactive. So because they work on two different dimensions, the goal is completely different. Therefore, they look like especially for the materialist. The spiritualist does understand where the materialist comes from because once one knows Krishna, he knows everything. He knows the spiritual path, the material path and the results of both and the symptoms of both, everything he knows. But the materialistic person does not understand the the activities and plans of the spiritual person who is a devotee, who is in devotional service to Krishna. That's why it is said, um... Vaishnava Kriyamudra, Vigyana Bujhoy Even the most intelligent man in material estimation cannot really understand the plans and activities of a Vaishnava. Hmm. I think um, there is this verse. Madhya 23.39, Chaitanya Charitamrata. Yar chitte Krishna Prema Koroy Tar Vakya Kriya Mudra Vigyana Even the most learned man cannot understand the words, activities, and symptoms of a person situated in the love of Godhead. So this is a night and day. It's like difference between night and day, as this previous verse um, suggests. Just like um, for example take a sportsman and a lawyer. Now the the, the sportsman say um, yeah maybe a soccer player he is not doing anything in, in in the terms of law, he's not studying law, he's not doing anything. So for the lawyer, why is he not doing anything? Of course it is understood that he is doing something else, but I'm just giving an example because Usually that is understood because both are materialistic activities, but especially the spiritual activity, hardly anybody can understand. Hmm. So the lawyer, if he thinks that oh the sportsman is not doing anything, then that is wrong because the sportsman is working hard on another field which the lawyer is not working. For the sportsman, he thinks what his lawyer is doing. you know So it's just a crude example, but the thing is the different fields of activities and the differences between is like between night and day that different. So that's why it is said, what is night for all beings is the time of awakening for the self-control and the time of awakening for all beings is the night for the introspective sage. So, coming back to this point, that's why it is, in the purpose, Prabhupada mentioned, it is as though uh, he were not doing anything. See? But it is not that he is not doing anything. He is doing. This is the sign of akarma or actions without fruitive reactions. Any other action therefore devoid of Krishna Consciousness is binding upon the worker and that is the real aspect of vikarma as explained here and before. So now let's look at this whole verse. Tyaktva karma sangam, Karma sangam. This is an important point. Very important words are used here. Karma sangam, nitya nirashrayaha these three are very important uh, words karmanyabhapravruttoapi naivagancit although he is doing uh, he is busy but um, there's no fruitive action there is no materialistic reaction to this to these uh, works that he does now karma karmaphalasangam that means karma phalaasangam attachment for fruitive results Yaktva having given up. So that is the recommendation in the Bhagavad Gita. As you can see here. 247. Krishna says, Karmanyeva yevadhikaraste mahpaleshu kadachana makarma phalahe turbhur maate sangostva karmani you have a right to perform your prescribed duty but you are not entitled to the fruits of action never consider yourself the cause of the results of your activities and never be attached to not doing your duty first thing we have the right to perform our prescribed duty prescribed duty is the word hmm? karmani means prescribed duties there's not just duties that we have created that is not prescribed duty prescribed duty means a prescription given by God, Krishna. Uh, the Prescription is that, the Varnashram, Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, shudra So whatever we are doing, uh, we have the right to perform the duty uh, in, in terms of the Varnashram. But we are not entitled to the fruits of action. Now, this is something which is not properly understood by many Hindus. They quote. They often quote this verse. This is one of the famous, most famous verses of the Bhagavad Gita. 247. Uh, we have to do our duty and not expect the result. This is what they translate it as. But no, it's not just not expect the result. You're not entitled to the result. You're not entitled to the fruits of action. That means, if I do something, that fruit is not to be enjoyed by me. That is even more serious. They think... The way, they tra- the way usually people translate this as is um, say you try your best, suppose you write an exam and you give it your all, you, you give it your best and don't worry about the result. Whatever comes let it come, no. Whatever comes, let it come, whatever comes let it come, but more than that, when it comes don't accept it, <laughs> you are not entitled to the fruits of action. So, don't accept it means what? It means that result should be offered to Krishna. Another, I mean, a good example of this would be like a person working. So what is the result? The salary. Without salary, nobody would want, nobody will work. They say job satisfaction, you need to have job satisfaction. But however much the job is um, something which you love to do, if there is no pay, you will not, you will not do it. It has to be profitable as well, right? So ultimately, uh, whether it be the interest or whether it be the profit that comes out of it, both must be offered to Krishna. Suppose um, I like to edit videos. So I should edit videos for Krishna. Hmm. Like some devotees, they they are um, volunteering in editing these lecture videos and doing those small segments. I don't know if you have seen the wisdom bites. So some devotees are, you know, volunteering for that. So that is a, that is a talent one has, but using it for Krishna service. And when one actually works outside and then gets a salary, part of that should be given to Krishna Consciousness Movement. The recommendation is 50%. So we should strive to come as much close to that as possible. 50% of one's income. <laughs> People may say, what? 50%? Yeah, but actually that's already a concession. Because by right, we should offer our 100% to Krishna. And that is the um, situation for the Brahmacharis, the vanaprasthas, and the sannyasis. They have to offer 100% to Krishna, everything. The Grihasthas are are given allowance. Okay, you can keep 50%. (laughs) People think, wow, 50% I have to give. That's already a good uh, concession. So, of course, the um, Krishna consciousness movement, the devotees will have to use all that money for Krishna's service. So that's the proper way one must live. So that's the important point. You're not entitled. Not entitled to the fruits of action. And then Ma karma phala hetur bhur. Don't never consider yourself the cause of the results of your activities. Because yes our endeavor is there but the result happens because of the sanction of the Supreme Lord therefore a devotee even when something success happens he always um, you know gives the credit to Krishna oh by Krishna's mercy it has happened but not that um, you know one simply goes after materialistic life and you know like a miser he doesn't give anything to Krishna at the same time oh Krishna by Krishna's mercy my business has become successful yes of course by Krishna's mercy everything is happening but what am I doing with the fruits of action Okay, if your business has become successful, if you have achieved more profit, what are you doing with that with that profit? Are you giving into the Krishna consciousness movement? Or maybe you completed a course and that, and that is your success. You know, you passed with flying colors. Okay, what are you doing with that skill that you have learned? Are you using it in Krishna's service? Or you have maybe uh, gotten a, you know influential position in society, maybe a political position or whatever it is. And oh, by Krishna's mercy I got it. So okay, one, well, good. What are you doing with that? The results of that must be offered to Krishna. So then, oh, if, I, if there is an influential position, okay, then I use it, I leverage that and spread the message of Krishna. Like Krishna, uh, like uh, Srila Prabhupada said, um, George Harrison, for example, he was a very famous singer. And when he sang Krishna's song, um, especially after contacting Srila Prabhupada, and millions and millions of people started singing that song you know so in that way we can offer our results uh, leverage our so called success in the material world and increase our spiritual position because whatever material success we have achieved will go away but if that asset is used in krishna service ah, that result is permanent swalpamapyesa dharmasya trayate mahato bhayat It will save us from so much danger. uh, Even a little bit advancement. So we have to exchange. So when we get a success in material life. Whatever success that may be. Whether it's fame. Whether it's money. Whether it's some skill that we have acquired. Whatever it is. That success. we, we, We should immediately invest. In our spiritual lives. Because then we will. Transform that temporary success. Into a permanent asset. This is called return on investment, the best returns on investment. We are sacrificing something temporary for something permanent. So this is the best use of a bad bargain. We have asked for it. It's a bad bargain. This this material body and all the results that come with it are all a bad bargain because ultimately the spirit soul does not belong here. The real success is to be with Krishna always. But we have defined these small small things as our success, successes in our life. These are very small successes. It's a bad bargain actually. Like for example, if you, if you bargain for something in a market and then you suppose $30, the, the, I mean the shopkeeper, the merchant, he said $30 and then you bargain and got it down to $20. Um, then you think, wow, this is a good success, you know, a big success. But actually after you come back home and then somebody, your friend says, hey, you know what? you he still ripped you off actually it's only worth five dollars then your heart sinks <laughs> well, that was a bad bargain so that's what it is called bad bargain so we could have actually got much more value but we settled for something less or um, we did not gain much. We paid a huge price for the same thing or in this way or in or the same price for something much lower in value you see so this is what bad bargain is so human life and all the concomitant successes so-called and failures they're all a bad bargain the real success is far far greater than this but we have settled for this never mind best use of it make the best use of it so that's why Prabhupada always used that phrase, best use of a bad bargain. So this human life is a bad bargain, but make, make the best use of it because this temporary lifetime, maybe lasting 50, 60 years at the max, 70, 80, maybe, that lifetime, exchange it for eternal life. That means in this life, let us live in such a way that after giving up this, we will not take birth again and go back to Krishna and you know uh, serve Him always. That is real human intelligence. So, never consider yourself the cause of the results of your activities. Always Krishna... We should understand that Krishna is the cause. And never be attached to not doing your duty. We have to do our duty. He is the cause, yes. But I have to play my part in cooperation with him. For my own benefit. It's not that he needs my cooperation. Krishna does not need anybody's cooperation. But if we cooperate with him, we benefit. In that way we have to work. This is the art of work. And one who does not do that, that is explained. Okay, let's look at the next verse also 248. Yoga stahakuro karmani sangam tyakva dhananjaya siddhya siddhyo samobhutva samatvam yoga uchate. Perform your duty equipoised, O Arjuna, abandoning all attachment to success or failure. Such equanimity, <clears throat> such equanimity is called yoga. A good example is in the Ramayana. In the Ramayana, when Sita was being kidnapped, Jatayu, uh, an old vulture, who was actually a, a friend of uh, Dasharath, was not an ordinary vulture. he was a very great vulture, great soul. Um, he was a friend of Dasharath, Lord Ramachandra's father. And he saw Sita being kidnapped, and he immediately fought with Ravan but he lost, he lost the fight and he was going to die, just the final moments, at that time Lord Ram and Lakshman came searching for Sita and they happened to see Jatayu. Of course, it looks like by chance they, they came upon to see Jatayu, but actually Lord Ram knew that Jatayu was going to go and Lord Ram wanted to bless him by giving him his darshan at the last moment of his life, that is one thing, but anyway they came. And Jatayu exclaimed, "Oh my Lord, I have I am a failure. You know, I, I have I have not been able to serve you well. Um, I lost. I could not uh, save Mother Sita." Then um, Lord Ramchandra said, "No, you are not a failure. Anyone who gives his life for me is never a failure." So um, that's how it is. He fought till death for the sake of Lord Ramachandra. And his consciousness is filled with how to unite Sita and Ram together. Whereas Ravan was trying to split Sita from Ram. Whereas Jatayu, being a devotee, wanted to see Sita and Ram together. And actually Hanuman succeeded in doing that. Um, But the point is, the same thing. Whether they actually succeed, like Hanuman, or uh, Jatayu, whether he has seemingly failed. But still, since they gave their life and activities for Krishna, for Ramchandra, in that case, they both are successful. Both achieved the same success, Hanuman and Jatayu. So, the success or failure on the face of it doesn't really matter, but we must give our best. And if that best, giving our best kills us, so be it. Anyway, this body is going to die. Uh, Whether now or after a hundred years, this body will die. So, Death, you know, it's, it's inevitable. But if we, uh, what is that, shun away from duty, uh, fearing death, that will be our greatest misfortune. As I think stated in the, what is that verse? Let's, let, let's, let, let's see, 234. Even here, 238, 2.38. Sukha dukhe, sukha dukhe, sam mm-hmm. labha, labhau, jaya, jayao. Tato naivam papam Do thou fight for the sake of fighting without considering happiness or distress, loss or gain, victory or defeat and by so doing you shall never incur sin. So this is karma sangam tyattva. Tyattva karma I am actually looking for another verse which is The, the meaning of that verse is not doing the duty is more dangerous. Ah, it's, I think, 335. You see? Swadharme, yeah, this is the verse. Swadharme nidhanam shreya. Paradharmo it is far better to discharge one's prescribed duties, even though faultily, than another's duties perfectly. Destruction in the course of performing one's own duty is better than engaging in another's duties. For to follow another's path is dangerous. That means death is better. Death while doing doing our duty is better than um, following another's path. That means, you know. What is what we are supposed to do? If we don't do it, if we do somebody else's, you know, work just to save ourselves from death, that is more dangerous. Is more dangerous than death. Here you see, destruction means you know death. Death is not dangerous, but following another's path is dangerous. You see that? Um, Of course, this is. (laughs) They should not be misunderstood. Like you know, some people do some kind of jihad. Oh, you know, death, you know, doing our duty is better, you know, than, you know, not doing it. That, that's complete rubbish. This is, <clears throat> we have to follow the prescribed duties. That's why it's called prescribed. We cannot whimsically create our duties like they, like those extremists create. That's not a duty. Real duty means what is ordained by Krishna. And Krishna says, especially Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, very simple order. Jare dekha tare kaha krishna upade. Wherever, whomever you meet whomever you see, just preach to them about Krishna. That's it. That is our duty. So if at all we need to face some kind of danger in doing that, of course we, it is not that I don't walk straight into danger, I should be careful also. But in uh, in, the, in the event that it happens somehow or other, that is better than doing another's duties. Maybe who's not a preacher, maybe for uh, not uh, somebody who's not a preacher, and he may maybe work outside or something like that or, you know, anything. One should not shun away from the duty just because of fear of death. So that's the point. nithanam shreya paradharmo bhayavaha Yes, that's the verse. So, but one who is actually attached, huh? he, one who is attached to the fruits of his work, he is defined here in the 2.49. karma, buddhi yoga dhananjaya sharanam anvicha phalahetavaha. O dhananjaya, keep all abominable activities far distant by devotional service, and in that consciousness surrender unto the Lord. Those who want to enjoy the fruits of their work are misers. Are misers? You see, the thing is, why? What? What is a miser? <clears throat> miser is somebody who has money, who has wealth, but he doesn't use it properly. He just he's satisfied with seeing the wealth accumulate and accumulate and accumulate, and that's it. That's his happiness. There's no tangible benefit from that wealth. He See, benefit means we have to use that wealth in a profitable way which is, which increases um, one's uh, standard of life. But if he doesn't, he just lives like a poor man. But then just says, "Oh, I have this much, I have this much. It is increasing and it is increasing and increasing. What is the point? What is the point if it increases? How is your life different from the poor man? That is a miser. Then why is it said that those who want to enjoy the fruits of their work are misers? Because... They are not exchanging it for the ultimate benefit. As we said, best use of a bad bargain. We have to use those results in Krishna's service. And if we don't, if we just try to enjoy, Oh, I have, I have achieved this, I have achieved that. But we are not exchanging it for a better standard of life. Our best standard of life is to be a servant of Krishna. Vishwam they always happy. The real thing we are all after is happiness. And happiness, the ha- ultimate happiness is only gotten in devotional service. So we have to exchange our current assets for that. We have to always see that investment. We have to invest in our eternal life. Hmm. So, if, but if I want to enjoy it, that means antavattu phalam tesham. Everything in this material world is antavat; will be finished. Anityam asukham lokam, dukhalayam ashaashvatam. Ashashvatam, Anityam and Antavat all mean the same thing. Everything, all benedictions in this world will come to an end. Will come to an end. So, if we don't exchange it for better standard of life, that means devotional service, then we are misers. Right? So, that's why kripanaha phalahetavaha and the definition of miser is also um, given in this verse 2.7 in the purport there is a quotation from Brahadaranyaka Upanishad because if you see in the 2.7 Karpanya this word is used the means of miserliness Kripana means miser Karpanya means miserliness see he is saying Arjuna is saying now I am confused about my duty and have lost all composure because of miserly weakness What is the miserly weakness? He was trying to enjoy the fruits of action. And because he is not able to enjoy, he is thinking like this. In the beginning of Bhagavad Gita, he was thinking, if I fight this war, then how will I enjoy? With whom shall I enjoy? He is just thinking of his enjoyment. If I kill all these people, even if I win this battle, with whom shall I enjoy? And seeing all of them dead, I will be frustrated. On the other hand, I may be killed. On the other hand, as a kshatriya, I have to fight, so what do I have to do? What should I do? He was confused. So, this is miserly weakness because he was trying to enjoy the fruits of his action. And he understood it. He understood that. That's why he he said, Karpanya dosha. Karpanya dosha. You know, dosha means it's, it's a weakness, it's a mistake. I have a, I have a weakness, I have a problem here. I have this miserliness. I am trying to enjoy the fruits of my action. I am un- I'm able to understand that. I don't know how to come out of it. Therefore, Krishna, you please help me. Tell me what to do. That's this, That's this verse. See, now I am confused about my duty and I have lost all composure because of miserly weakness. In this condition, I am asking you to tell me for certain what is best for me. Now I am your disciple and a soul surrendered unto you. Please instruct me. So, in this verse, in the purport, there is a quotation from Brihadaranyaka Upanishad 3.8.10. It is said, etad gargya kripana. Ha, The definition of Kripana. He is a miserly man who does not solve the problems of life as a human and who thus quits this world like the cats and dogs without understanding the signs of self realization. Human body. Is a great treasure because with this we can, it's a perfect springboard for eternal life. With this human body, we can get eternal life. That is the great treasure. But if we keep this treasure and simply are satisfied with, you know, small, small, you know, like cats and dogs, like just being able to eat nicely, oh, today I ate nicely, it was a good food, you know, or I slept nicely, just using the human body, just trying to enjoy the human body, without using it for its actual purpose. Mm? That is miserliness. Just like having a bank balance and not using it. This human body is a bank balance, such a huge treasure that we can buy our eternal life with it. But, we are throwing it away, like cats and dogs. We are throwing this human form of life away, just for useless sense gratification. Such a person is a Kripana who cannot take advantage of his wealth. Kripana. Now, so that's what Prabhupada is explaining here. You see, this human form of life is the most valuable asset for the living entity, who can utilize it for solving the problems of life. Therefore, one who does not utilize this opportunity properly is a miser. On the other hand, that is the Brahmana, or he who is intelligent enough, to utilize this body to solve all the problems of life. That is described also in the same verse. Ya etad aksharam gargi Brahmana. One who quits this world knowing well what is the aim of life and being fixed on that thought at the time of death. Yes. He is actually a Brahmana. Brahma Brahmana. Brahma Brahmana. The Definition of Brahmana means he is a expert in spiritual topics. He is he understands what is spiritual. Spiritual, what, what is spiritual? First of all, we have to understand who we are. We are a spirit soul. And we are part and parcel of the supreme spirit soul, which is God, Paramatma. And there is a Param which is the spiritual abode, which is our real home. And our eternal occupation, which is Sanatana Dharma. And our I mean devotion, devotional service to the Supreme Lord, that is spiritual activity. And this whole science. One who understands. And one who understands how to go from this temporary world to the eternal world, that person is a Brahmana. So, 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 this is the difference between Kripana and Brahmana. It's the opposite words. Brahmana, opposite is Kripana. Hmm. Brahmana is liberal, very broad-minded and he knows how to make use of this. Uh, human life. The the, the Kripana he does not know how to make use of this asset of human life. So, understanding that, so we have to sangam. So, how to do this phalasangam or jaktva karma phalasangam. How to do, how to give up this karma phalasangam. Chapter 3, text 9. So, we just can't give up the fruits of action and throw it away. They have to be given to someone. It's not that we don't care about the fruit. We do, but give that fruit to someone. We should not enjoy the fruit. We do want to care for the fruit. Like even, for example, um, temple building project, suppose. A spiritual activity, right? For Krishna's satisfaction and to preach now even that there is a there is a um, pala or there is a fruit that means the temple must be constructed until that is done it is not complete so that is the pala now pala sangam means attachment to that fruit or or the, or the end of that activity so does it mean tyaktva phala karma phala sangam means i should not be attached to the fact whether it whether this temple gets done or not just let's see whether it gets done or not no we should but we should not enjoy the once it is done that should be offered to krishna the whole endeavor should be offered to krishna that is what it means by tyaktva karma karma phala sangam not that you know you know let's see of course we have to still depend on Krishna. It's, whether the whether temple gets done or not, that again, it's Krishna's uh, will. But we have to give our best. It's not like Jatayu when he saw Ravan, you know, uh, kidnapping Sita. He saw, and Jatayu did not think, ah, Ram is you know, supreme personality of Godhead only, you no? Know? He will get it some. He's he can do everything. He's moving this whole universe. You know, he, he will get it. No, no problem. You know, let, let, let Ravan take and see the drama. You know? Did did <laughs> did Jatayu do like that? No. He fought. He would have thought he is a devotee, right? Why didn't he, why did he not think? Ah, Ram knows. You know, Ram is uh, uh, Ram can do everything. He would have thought like that, but he fought. Why? Because we have to give our best. Whether Sita would come, of course. Ultimately, Ram Ram is always victorious. He's never he's never um, his plan will never go. Uh, it will never fail, right? <laughs> Satyavratam. Satyavratam means whenever he thinks something, he will get it done. There's no, there's no such thing that he thought about doing something but he failed, no. So um, he will always do it. So there is no um, doub- doubting of that fact. But just like um, just like Krishna, he said, "See Arjuna, I have already killed all these people. Why am asking you to fight? Don't think that if you do not fight." You know, I'm, I'm having a problem, you know, I cannot get rid of these, you know, kings. No, no, no. My plan is that they will die. Whether you go home or you go to the forest or you run away from this battlefield, I don't care. They are not going home. They are not going home. They, will, they are going to die here. That's my plan. Then Arjuna, he could have said, Okay, that's, that's your plan. Then get it done. Why involve me in this? The thing is, <laughs> Krishna is giving us a chance. Krishna is giving Arjuna a chance. To serve Krishna. If Krishna fought in the war, mm-hmm. how how long will it take for him to finish the Kauravas? With his breathing, he is destroying and you know <laughs> universes, millions and trillions of universes. Mm-hmm. Creation, creating and destroying with his with his breath. And that too, he is a Kalavisesha. you know, yesterday we have read. He is just a plenary expansion of expansion, you know, of Krishna. It's not even directly Krishna. So Krishna, what he cannot do? Then why did he ask Arjuna to do? For Arjuna's benefit. Nimitta matram bhavasavya sachin. He is coming here for us. Why he is standing as a deity? As if, in, you know, uh, incapable of dressing himself. And we have to dress him. That is mercy. He is, you know, showing himself as a helpless person. as And we have to dress. So that when we dress, we get... We get to meditate on the form of the Lord. you know when we put all the cloth on Krishna, we get to concentrate on all his body parts and the shape and then how we have to you know um, you know uh, accentuate his threefold bending form you know And you know in that way we are meditating on the shamsundahararam. Uh, Govindam adipurusham tamaham bhajami So one who has attained Krishna Prema, the love of Krishna, he can always see the eternal form of Shamsundar, the threefold bending form. Tribhangalalitam, shamam tribhangalalitam niyataprakasham Govindam adipurusham tamaham bhajami So shamam tribhangalalitam, the threefold bending form is eternally manifest in the spiritual world and in the hearts of the pure devotees. But we are not so advanced. To always, niyata-prakasha means always manifest, eternally manifest in the hearts. Uh, but we are not so advanced. So to help us meditate on his form, he has come as the deity as if incapa- in, uh, uh, incapable of uh, serve, I mean, doing anything by himself, he is allowing us to serve him. This is how we have to understand. These are not just our uh, mental concoction, that is how Krishna has... Krishna himself has personally instructed Uddhava how to do deity worship. Uddhava asked the question, how to do deity worship? And he explained the whole chapter, 11th canto, 27th chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam, fully uh, Uddhava, the whole chapter starts with that question, how to do deity worship? And Krishna explains. So the point is, nimitta matram, um, we have to become an, become an instrument and by doing so, our benefit is there. Hmm. So here, 3.9 lokoyam karma bandhanaha tadartham karma muktasanga samachara. Work done as a sacrifice for Vishnu has to be performed. Otherwise, work causes bondage in this material world. Therefore, O son of Kunti, perform your prescribed duties for his satisfaction, and in that way you will always remain free from bondage. There is going to be the fruits of action. Like if I'm doing a garland for Krishna, I have to get it done. It's not that ah, let's see if it get if it gets done or not. You know, it's all depending on Krishna. No, I have to do it. <laughs> it's not about lethargy here. That's lethargy if i if I'm ah, let's see if it happens. You know, I just daydream and you know. No, I have to do it. I have to do it and get it done because tomorrow, okay, Krishna is. You know, being dressed, so today I have to complete the garlands, or you know, this temple project has to be done, whatever it is. We have to distribute books. And when Prabhupada saw the book numbers, you know, how many books were distributed, oh, he was very happy. The more the books were distributed, the more he was happy. So, that is within our control. What is within our control, we have to do. Well, once Sri Prabhupada's disciples asked him. Prabhupada, we have distributed thousands and thousands of books. Why only a handful of people are coming to the temple? You know, Prabhupada said, that is not your business. Your business is to distribute the books. After that, whether they will come or not, that is up to Krishna. Of course, at that time, there were no phone numbers, there was no contact, there was no follow-up, nothing. So now, we have certain other channels where we can actually connect with that person even after leaving him on the street. So, since that is within our um, reach now we have to try that also so whatever is within our reach we have to try the best and as long as we do our best for krishna that is our success whether that thing is successful or not that's another thing but we have to try our real, our real best now we may try and call and call a devotee and then he may not come that's up uh, between him and krishna you know but we have to try our best. We have to chase. <laughs> there has to be the chase. In fact, that is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. If you see, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu chased. You know? So his followers also chased the conditioned souls. So sometimes devotees, uh, you know, those who are not yet devotees, they think, Ah, this devotee is always calling me and asking me. <sighs> Once I go to the temple, then I to, they ask me to you know, wake up for Mangalarti. They ask me to chant and, you know, I don't know what to do. You know, <laughs> they feel that oh this is how why this devotee is chasing me. Now <laughs> because we are followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is the verse. <laughs> Vande Maha Purushate Charanaravindam It's a beautiful verse. 11.5.34 Mayamrigam oh, dayitaye psitaman vadhavad Vande Maha Purushate Charanaravindam O Mahapurusha, I worship your lotus feet. You gave up the association of the Goddess of Fortune and all her opulence, which is most difficult to renounce, and is hankered even after, hankered after by even the great demigods. Being the most faithful follower follower of the path of religion, you thus left for the forest in obedience to a Brahmana's curse. Out of sheer mercifulness, you chased after the fallen conditioned souls, who are always in the pursuit of the false enjoyment of illusion, and at the same time engaged in searching out your own desired object, Lord Shamsundar. This is a prayer to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In fact, the same verse is applicable to Lord Ramachandra and also Krishna. Um, that explanation is below the archer is ever given in this purport that thing is there you can read it on your own but the pro- but the point I am trying to make is out of sheer mercifulness you chased after the fallen conditioned souls and his followers also will chase after the fallen conditioned souls so they will try their best to save these people they are running away why this devotee is chasing them they are running away from their own uh, good fortune oh this you know it's like Oh, good fortune is coming. Let's run this way. <laughs> That's how the people... Uh, what is that? <laughs> Those who are ghostly haunted, they don't do anything that is actually good for them or others. They always do something which is harmful. So Their, their intelligence always works in the opposite way. So similarly, So, the those who are under the clutches of Maya or haunted by Maya, they will also work against their self-interest. If the good fortune is this side, they will run this side. If the bad fortune is here, they will run this side. That's the way... <laughs> The popular is Maya mrigam. You see, the, the word is used here. Maya mrigam. anmadhavat means running after, chasing. Maya mrigam. So, Maya mrigam means animal. Mrigam means animal. Maya means actually there are three three different meanings of. And that's why according to when it refers to Lord Ramachandra, it means that deer who was the illusory deer, you know, whom Lord Ram chased, you know. Here, so when it refers to Ramachandra, it refers to that deer. But in the in the case of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it refers to the conditioned souls in this material world, and especially in this Kali Yuga, who are like animals, uh, um, like, um, you know, animals of Maya. The, like pet animal of Maya, Maya is you know just like when you you know call the dog and the dog will come, you know, the pet dog. So like that, the Maya is always calling, and these mrigas, these we all are you know conditioned souls in this world. Everybody we are you know following the Maya's dictations, so we are Maya's dog now. So Maya mrigam, the conditioned soul who is always searching out illusory enjoyment, Maya. So <laughs> Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is chasing them. So, we have to do our best. But then, whether they come or not, whether they make it, that's, that's between them and Krishna. How much he is actually fortunate. But the devotees always want to somehow or other give good fortune. Whether the person is, you know, qualified or not qualified or whatever it is, they try to give good fortune to them. But if, you know, his, his, his fate doesn't, if he if he's not so sincere in taking it up, then still he will benefit. The thing is, <laughs> still he will benefit. Like, um, there was this incident where actually Prabhupada, um, the devotees complained to him, not complain, it's like they, they, they let him know that uh, Prabhupada, you know, our neighbours have been causing a lot of trouble. They have complained to the authorities that we are, that we are very noisy. You know, our Kirtan is very loud. and Then Prabhupada says, oh, that's good, that's very nice. That means he has heard. If he is saying, he is noisy means he has heard the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Kirtan is heard. That means he is purified. So after that, he may you know be agitated or whatever. But he has heard it. And that will go to his eternal benefit. So, if he is, if it is too noisy means he has heard it. So, whether he liked it or did not like it, that's different. Some people will like it, some people don't. So, according according to their purification, how much they are purified, how much they are sincere, how much they are innocent, or how much they're envious. Depending on that, they will have different reactions to it, but give it somehow or other. Let the thing enter the holes of their ears. Let the Harinam enter the holes of their ears. So, somehow or other, they will be benefited. So, that's how a devotee does his best to introduce Krishna Consciousness to everybody. So, that's our duty. So, we have to do that. So, we have to do our best. After that, uh, whatever is beyond our control, that is that way, anyway we cannot um, we we cannot um, influence that. Whatever is within our control, we can do something, and we have to do the best within our capacity. That is called tattva karma phala sangam. When it when we are doing for Krishna, materially we have to just be bare minimum. Kamasenaendra preeti labho jivete jivasatva jivase nartho karma bhii. For our maintenance we have to just have enough to maintain our body and soul together otherwise every endeavor fully must go to uh, do our our dharma our swadharma especially in this kali yuga hardly any brahmana kshatriya vaisha Shudra. so what is our swadharma chaitanya mahaprabhu has given yare dekha krishna upadesha whether you are shudra brahmana whatever just just whatever you know about krishna authorized knowledge from bona fide spiritual master share it with others so if I, if you don't know how to share give them a book let prabhupada talk to them through the book So, somehow or other, these books must land in people's hands. That is the whole point. So, work done as a sacrifice of Vishnu has to be performed. Otherwise, work causes bondage in this material world. Therefore, a son of Kunti, perform your prescribed duties for his satisfaction. And in that way, you will always remain free from bondage. So, that is how we have to offer. Because he is to be the enjoyer. And that is actually confirmed in this verse 529. Bhokta Ram Yagya Sarva Loka Maheshwaram Suhridam Sarva Bhutanam Shanti A person in full Krishna consciousness. Sorry. Yeah, it's the same thing. A person in full consciousness of me knowing me to be the ultimate beneficiary of all sacrifices. Ultimate beneficiary is who? Krishna. The supreme lord of all planets and demigods and the benefactor and well-wisher of all living entities attains peace from the pangs of material miseries. So we have to work, then we will get peace. We want peace, then we cannot think of enjoying the fruits of our activities. Because that is the recipe for a miserable condition. Because it is stated in Srimad Bhagavatam, once we try to enjoy, this is what happens. Canto 7, chapter 7. Text 42. Sukhaya dukkha mokshaya sankalpa ihakarminaha sadap dukkham anihaya In this material world, every materialist desires to achieve happiness and diminish his distress. And therefore, he acts accordingly. Actually, however, one is happy as long as he does not endeavor for happiness. You look at this. One is happy as long as it does not endeavour for happiness. As soon as one begins his activities for happiness, his conditions of distress begin. That's just the way it is. The more we try to become happy in this material world, that endeavour itself is the beginning of our distress. That is the beginning of our distress. So therefore, we have to stay away from that. So what we should do instead? We have to offer the results to Krishna. How to offer results to Krishna? Prabhu, I have Krishna in my home. I, I, I will, you know, my salary I will put in front of Krishna every time. You know? Because you said we must, we must give to Krishna, right? Every month my salary comes, I put in front of Krishna. Krishna, I have offered my salary to you. Now I take the salary and put it in my bank account. Is that called giving to Krishna? So we should not try to cheat. It is like you know that drinking water underwater on a fast day, that Bengali proverb, that's a very nice proverb actually. Because <laughs> we are trying to cheat who? Krishna? How can we cheat? It's like, oh I, I yes yes I am giving to Krishna and I put it in front of my Krishna at home and then take all the things. Krishna has given me Prasadam, just like you know food you know we give and then the entire food comes back on the plate. So we can have prasadam. So similarly, I have given to Krishna, and Krishna has given me the entire salary back, and now I can, you know, enjoy. This is prasadam salary. <laughs> we cannot, we cannot concoct like this, you know. <laughs> so we have to uh, give to the Krishna consciousness movement, to the devotees who are spreading the message of Krishna. Uh, that's how it has to be given. Hmm. <clears throat> And he, so Krishna is the enjoyer always, and that is also explained here in the 924. I am the only enjoyer and master of all sacrifices. Therefore, those who do not recognize my true transcendental nature fall down. So, if we don't offer our results to Krishna, we fall down not understanding that he is, he alone is the enjoyer of all sacrifices. So that's how this is called tyattva karma Sangam. Even though one is very, very advanced, he must still perform sacrifices for the benefit or for the for the pleasure of Krishna. Let us explain here, 18.5. yajya dánata natyajyam karyamevatat <clears throat> Yajnodanam tapaschaiva pavanani manishinam. Acts of sacrifice, charity and penance are not to be given up. They must be performed. Indeed, sacrifice, charity and penance purify even the great souls. Hmm. You see? Even the great souls. They purify. So, mm-hmm. nasti buddhira yuktasya. You know, those who are not connected with Krishna, they have no intelligence. Hmm. It is not intelligent to not be connected to Krishna. Hmm. we have to connect with Krishna. Every activity. Now, so as we know spiritually also, we have uh, we have to have some phala, right? Like for example, we are doing this for our own purification. So, purifying ourselves. Is the result we want to achieve. So that is also a pala, right? So, how to be Tyaktva Karma Phala Sangam? Now, in devotional service, we are trying to purify ourselves and therefore we are doing all, all these activities so that we can become uh, pure. So, is that not a phala? It is, but you see, this is explained by Madhvacharya here. Shri Madhvacharya quotes from the Adhyatma. This is from the purport of 5.5. 10 through 13 of Srimad Bhagavatam One should perform activities only for the benefit of the soul any other activity should be given up when a person is situated in this way he is said to be desireless actually a living entity cannot be totally desireless but when, we, when he desires the benefit of the soul and nothing else, he is said to be desireless. So the desireless means not to desire anything further. Atmendriya prithivancha. Indriya. Atmendriya. Our bodily senses. prithivancha. So if we desire our sense gratification, whether it be directly gross sense gratification or satisfaction of our mind or intelligence or whatever, or our false ego that we have to give give up that karma that okay we have we cannot really completely give up because our body has to be maintained that's understood so just bare minimum to maintain the body the rest of it the whole thing is for the benefit of the soul then that person is not karma um, He he's not attached to the fruits of activities so that is called desireless karma phalasamgam. He's explained Kama indriya prite, labho Jiveta yavata Tattva jignasa nartho Yascheha. karma bhii. Why it doesn't work? Okay, we'll just go here. See, life's desire should never be directed towards sense gratification. One should Desire only a healthy life or self preservation. Since a human being is meant for inquiry about the absolute truth. Nothing else should be the goal of one's works. So this is understood. Now the next word in that verse, if you go back, Bhagavad Gita, chapter 4, text 20, today's verse tyaktva Karma phala Sangam. That is what we understood now. Now next is nitya tripto. Nitya tripto means always satisfied you see ever satisfied this is nitya tripto so regarding this um let's see if we can get to the some problem okay never mind we'll just go here because i just wanted to save some time in the navigation anyway you see chapter 12 text 13 and 14 especially 14 you see this word here? Santushtaha Satatam Yogi Yatatma Dridhanes Cayaha Mayar Petamano Buddhir Yomadbhaktaha Same Priyaha Always satisfied. Santushta satatam nityatruttaha same thing. Huh? Always satisfied. Always satisfied means what? Sukha, Dukha. Both. He is satisfied. It is not that he is only satisfied uh, in Sukha. No. every In every situation, in every place, you know, in any situation, at any time. So he is satisfied. Even to the extent that Srimad Bhagavatam, it is explained. Sixth canto, 17th chapter, 28th verse. You see, Narayana Para Sarve Svarga Pavarga Narakeshu Apitullyartha Darshina Devotees solely engaged in the devotional service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayana, never fear any condition of life. For them, the heavenly planets, liberation, and hellish planets are all the same. For such devotees are interested only in the service of the Lord. They are satisfied whether in Apitullyartha You see, Tulyaartha means same for them. What is same? Huh? What is same for them? Svarga Apavarga Narakeshu Svarga means Heaven, Apavarga means Liberation Naraka means Hell. Whatever they get, Santushta Satatam Nitya Tripta Doesn't matter Because they are always engaged in Krishna Consciousness. That's why, Set in a us what is that? <laughs> Nathanam Najanam Nasundarim Kavitam Vajagadi Shakamaye Mama Jan Mani Jan Mani Shware Bhavatad Bhakti Rahai to Kitvaye <laughs> Nathanam Najanam Nasundarim. I don't want wealth, I don't want. Big, big following. I don't want uh, beautiful women. Usually, um, you know, in, in songs, in, in worldly songs, these are praised. But I don't want it. Mama I'm not even asking for uh, any spiritual benefit. Nothing. Whatever you think, Krishna, you can give it to me or you don't give it to me, nothing, it doesn't matter. One thing I ask. One thing you give me. bhakti I just want, um, what is that? Unmotivated, uninterrupted devotional service to you. That I'm asking. O oh Lord of the universe, I do not desire material wealth, materialistic followers, a beautiful wife or fruitive activities described in flowery language. All I want life after life is unmotivated devotional service to you. This is called nitya tripta. In material circumstance any material circumstance he is happy. Vishwam purna sukhayate. The whole world you know, is full of happiness for them. Even though it is said Dukhale Mashashwatam. You see this, Prabodhananda Saraswati in the Chaitanya Chandramrata, he said, Kaivalyam narakayate tridashapura kasha pushpayate durdantendri akala sarpapatali protkhatadam shrayate sukhayate vidhima hen yatkarunya katakshavai bhavavatam. Tam evas So Vishwam Purnasukhayate. The whole world is full of happiness for them. Why? Santushta satatam Yogi. Tushta means satisfied. Santushta means completely satisfied. How? Why? How come in the material world he is so satisfied and happy? Because as Srimad Bhagavatam says, he is engaged in devotional service and one dot two Dot six such you see the supreme occupation dharma for all humanity is that by which man can attain to loving devotional service unto the transcendent lord such ser- devotional service must be unmotivated and uninterrupted to completely satisfy the self because he is always uninterruptedly, serving Krishna, he is completely satisfied, no matter where he is, it doesn't matter. And therefore, he has Karma Phala Sangam, you see, it doesn't work, okay, never mind. So here we go, 18.54 of Bhagavad Gita brahma bhuta sarveshu bhuteshu labhate param One who is thus transcendentally situated at once realises the Supreme Brahman and becomes fully joyful. He never laments or desires to have anything. He is equally disposed toward every living entity. In that state he attains pure devotional service unto me. A person who is not nitya-tripta, who is nitya-tripta means always satisfied. A person who is not on that stage has two things that are that are troubling him: shochati, Kaankshati. shocha, kangsha, or akangsha. Akangsha means desire. So he shochati means he laments, or Kaankshati means he hankers. You see, na shochati, na Kaankshati. and this is why he is nitya tripta Brahma bhoota He is happy. He is fully happy in devotional service and therefore he does not He has nothing karma He has given up the uh, what is that fruit of actions. He does not. He is not uh, depending on the course of activities. So, whatever happens, happens. But he is fully happy in his engagement in devotional service. He is not happy because of lethargy. It is never to be understood as lethargy or laziness. No, it is not. It is full, full activity. You know, I mean, intense activity. Thivre na bhakti yoga. Nah. Tivra means, you know, with great force, he performs devotional service. Nah. But at the same time, Na na He never laments or desires to have anything. Ooh. That is what is Nitya Tripta. Nitya Tripta. So, and that is explained in the Bhagavad Gita 12, 16. Anapeksha, Shuchirdaksha, Udhasi, no Sarvarambha Parityagi Yomadbhakta Samepriyaha. My devotee who is not dependent on the ordinary course of activities, who is pure, expert, without cares. Without cares. Nitya Tripta. What is that? Um, Udhasin. Udhasin means without any care. Na Shochati Na kangshati And free from all pains. Gatavyatha and sarvarambha Parityagi, not striving for some result jattva karma phala hmm? sarvarambha parityagi. so any sense gratificated pursuit he is not after that he is very dear to me who is like this? he is very dear to me you see so the word here the next we, uh, okay let's see this actually the original verse of today chapter 4 text 20 nitya tripto Nirashrayaha. Nirashraya means without any shelter. What is this without any shelter? How come what is this without any shelter? This is very important to understand. nirashraya And that is exactly what is explained here. Anapekshaha means my devotee who is not dependent on the ordinary course of activities. He does not depend on material circumstances. He depends completely on Krishna for his maintenance, for his everything. He depends on only Krishna. So that is called anapekshaha, who is not dependent on the ordinary course of activities. In fact, a person who is just dependent on somebody, you know, that is a very, um, a very, how to say, terrible way to live. It's a very miserable condition. Let's look at one verse. There's one verse actually which describes this in the Srimad Bhagavatam, 11th canto, 11th chapter, 19th verse. Gaam duk chabharyam, Deham paradhi cha. Vittam Tvatiirthekritamangavacham heenamayara kshati You see. My dear Uddhava, Krishna is explaining this. That man is certainly most miserable who takes care of a cow that gives no milk, an unchaste wife, a body totally dependent on others. Useless children or wealth not utilized for the right purpose. Similarly, one who studies Vedic knowledge devoid of my glories is also most miserable. Why it is said that a man is certainly most miserable who takes care of a cow that gives no milk. That means we should not take care of a cow when it does not give milk. When she does not give milk. No, the actual exam- explanation is given like this. The example of the milkless cow is significant. A gentleman never kills a cow, and therefore, when a cow becomes sterile and no longer gives milk, one must engage in the laborious task of protecting her, since no one will purchase a useless cow. For some time, the greedy owner of a sterile cow may continue thinking, I have already invested so much money in taking care of this cow, and certainly in the near future she will again become pregnant and give milk. So his thinking is like this. So a greedy merchant, especially, uh, if, he, if he thinks like this. But when this hope is proven futile, he becomes neglectful and indifferent to the health and safety of the animal. Because of such sinful neglect, he must suffer in the next life after having already suffered because of the sterile cow in the present life. So if he does not have love for the cow and if he takes care of it uh, hoping that he can get some profit by taking care of it and hoping that she would become pregnant but then when he finds out so that hope is painful because, you know, hoping but to know whether it will come true or not. But when it, he realizes that it's no longer, you know, feasible to get milk uh, from this cow, and then he neglects the cow, and that is also miserable because that is a sin to neglect the cow, and so in his next life he has to suffer. So now his attitude is suffering because he's hoping and then it doesn't work out and then he is, you know, like mm, ah, I have to take care of this cow no use taking care of this cow still I have to take care either that or he sells away that is even worse but even such neglect is also sinful. So his life is suffering who takes care of a cow but of course if one takes care of a cow no matter what not for the milk just as a mother uh, cow is a mother so I have to take care of it then that is different. Here especially of the person who is having this kind of attitude so you see um so that's just to clear up that misunderstanding if there is any about the cow that gives no milk so similarly the the point i was trying to make is a body totally dependent on others this is ashram we are taking shelter of others for our maintenance such a person is very miserable in his condition totally dependent on others. He cannot do anything and everybody has to you know, wash his stool and urine and everything. It's very miserable. One feels miserable because he knows that he has been a capable man and he was providing for his family and everything and now he's reduced to a state where he cannot even go to the toilet without the help of others. So that's a very miserable condition. So Nirashray means he does not depend on the ordinary course of activities or on any materialistic person. An important point here is a devotee he does not flatter somebody so that he gets his necessities of life. Oh, if I if I just you know flatter this person, he will give me money and I will you know happily I will you know stay. That was the problem with Shukracharya, with Bali Maharaj. When Bali Maharaj was asked by Vamanadev that please give me three steps of land. Shukracharya immediately warned him, Hey Bali Maharaj, take care because be warned that this person is not an ordinary brahmana. He is Vishnu. He is the friend of our enemies. You don't give him anything. He will trick you. He will say like this but he will take the whole universe away from you. So he knew. Sukracharya knew that this was Vishnu. But then he was telling Bali Maharaj that don't give him anything. Why? Because if you give everything then how will I survive? So he was acting as a spiritual master for the demons but his intention was what I can gain from this? What can I get out Get out of this? So if everything is given, then how will I live? You see, this is being dependent on his disciple for his maintenance. A guru, yes, he takes donations from his disciple. But he does not flatter his disciple, a rich disciple, to get a donation just so that his food and shelter problem or clothing problem is taken care of. No. This is called nirashraya not depending on the ordinary course of activities or on ordinary people I, I, we should not we should never become a flatterer hmm. just for this thing no we must speak the truth and a sadhu can speak the truth when he is not dependent suppose and a good example is bhishma dev now he is a mahajan why why he did not speak up when draupadi was asking for justice in the court why he did not speak up when Shakuni was, you know, cheating them in the gambling match? Why he did not speak up to Duryodhan when he was scheming against the Pandavas? Why? All the while he was silent. Because he was being maintained by a non-devotee. Because of that, he he could not speak. How to speak when we are... When we, how to speak to a person who is maintaining us and tell him what is right. It's very difficult. And Dev faced that difficulty. Of course, actually there was no reason for him to be dependent on Duryodhan. He was quite capable of ruling a kingdom on his own. But of course, he gave the promise to his father that he will never become a king. He will never sit on the throne. So, anyway, he could have still sided with the Pandavas, but somehow or other he was there with the Kauravas. Of course, that was Krishna's plan and you know, to teach us also that however however much a person is a Mahajan or a great soul, devotee, if, he's, if he puts himself in a position where he is dependent on others, he will not be able to speak the truth. Hmm. That's why sometimes, um, especially children, not children, maybe say in a teenage that age, if one comes to Krishna consciousness and he does not have his own living or he is not staying in the temple separately from the parents he is dependent on the parents now when he tells the parents that you know, you are doing wrong, this is not to be done done, it creates a whole lot of friction there we can't really preach freely to them because there are some strings attached we are holding on to those strings so a preacher must always be without any strings attached then he can frankly speak for the benefit of the person. Otherwise, he cannot speak for the benefit of the person. And that's why Bhishmadev, um, when he was on the bed of arrows, all bloody and every all the blood came out of his body. In fact, he was going to pass away. But at that time, he spoke so much. The Bhishma Parva is the you know, largest section of the whole Mahabharata. He spoke, he spoke so much on the religious principles. But then, before he started speaking, he said, "Now that all the blood of my body, which was formed by eating the food offered by Duryodhan, has come out of my body, now I am, I feel myself, um, what is that, capable of speaking on religious principles. Because of the food taken by a person who is not a devotee, I could not speak all this while when I needed to speak the most." He was the elders, I mean, the most respected person of the whole family, of the Kuru dynasty. The Pandavas and Kauravas both respected him. So, if, when he, if he said something, easily they could have listened to that. Or he would have forced his way to make Duryodhana listen to him. But he did not. He did not. Because he was, he was eating the food. That's why it is said uh, in the CC, Antilila Chapter 6 Text 278 I think The Food malin man Krishna rasmaran When one eats food offered by a materialistic man One's mind becomes contaminated And when the mind is contaminated One is unable to think of Krishna properly and next, next verse also shows the same thing. Vishayr annahoy rajasanimantran Data bhukta duhar malinhoy When one accepts an invitation from a person contaminated by the material mode of passion, the person who offers the food and the person who accepts it are both mentally contaminated. And in this mentally contaminated position, one cannot speak about spiritual matters. One cannot... Why he cannot speak? Because he cannot even understand the spiritual masters... uh, Sorry. Uh, He cannot understand the spiritual matters clearly. That is explained in the 3.11 of Bhagavad Gita in the purport. There's a quotation from Chandogya Upanishad. I think it's Chandogya Upanishad. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, this quotation is here from the Vedas. You see this. Ahara Shuddhau Sattva Shuddhi. Hai. Sattva shuddhav, Dhruva Smriti Lambhe Nam Vipramoksha. By performance of Yajna, one's eatables become sanctified, and by eating sanctified foodstuffs, one, one's very existence becomes purified. By the purification of existence, finer tissues in the memory become sanctified, and when the memory is sanctified, one can think of the path of liberation, and all these combined together lead to Krishna consciousness. So, Let's take the other, other way. Suppose suppose the eatables are not sanctified. Then our existence is not purified. And if our existence is not purified, our memory is... Uh, what is that? Vibhrahmah. Um, Smriti vibhrahmah. Smriti brahamsad buddhinashav. Buddhinashat pranasyati. You see? Huh? When the existence is not purified, then our memory is... Is Vibrahma, it is clouded, and our intelligence becomes polluted, and we do wrong things and we fall down. You see how it connects. So, that is explained here in 262 and 63. dhyāyato viṣayānpumsah saṅgasteṣu pa-jāyate saṅgāt sanjāyate kāmah kāmāt krodhobhijāyate while contemplating the objects of the senses a person develops attachment for them and from such attachment lust develops and from lust anger arises krodhāt Bhavati sammoha sammoha smrti vibhramah smrti brahamsāt buddhināsāt pranasyati from anger complete delusion arises and from delusion bewilderment of memory when memory is bewildered intelligence is lost And when intelligence is lost, one falls down again into the material pool. So this is what happens when we... Sangha Pajayate. You know what sangha steshupajayate? Sangha. This sangha... According to that sangha... Sangat sanjayate kamaha. Our desires develop according to our association. So if I... So the word we are trying to explain here is nirashraya of the 4.20th, today's verse. Nirashraya means... We should not become obligated to any materialistic person. Never. That will put us in a compromising situation where we cannot preach. We cannot preach. So, what puts us in a compromising position? If we associate with Him too much. If we depend on Him too much. Depend on Him for our existence or for our satisfaction. I, I like being with that person some reason, whatever may be the reason. So what causes these relationships to... how to forge relationships? That is explained in the nectar of instruction, verse 4. And these things will oblige us to that other party. And we become subservient or dependent on their association. Dadati, pratigrahanati, guhyemakyati Shadvidham lakshanam. This is of course um, explained in the in context of cultivating devotional relationships. But these same things, if we do with a non-devotee, we will cultivate relationships with the non-devotees. So we should not do these things that are mentioned here with non-devotees, but do them with devotees. Because devotee ashraya we have to take. Nirashraya means one who is without shelter. That means what? It is not that he has no shelter. That is anatha. Anatha means, you know, like a, uh, like an orphan. Orphan does not have a shelter, does not have parents, does not have somebody who, a guardian. But devotee is Goptritve varanam tatha He accepts Krishna as a guardian. So... He, he has ashraya, but he takes Krishna as ashraya. He is not dependent on any materialistic situation. So, let's see the association which, which uh, instills in us a sense of dependence on others. Offering gifts in charity. Suppose we give a gift to somebody. Why do we give to, give a gift to somebody? Okay, let's actually read the whole translation and then we'll come back to this. Offering gifts in charity, accepting charitable gifts, revealing one's mind in confidence, inquiring confidentially, accepting prasad and offering prasad are the six symptoms of love shared by one devotee and another. Now, um, offering gifts. Let's um, put aside the, um, what is that? the idea of devotee, any relation, suppose a materialistic person, why would we want to offer a gift to him? Because we have some affection, otherwise we wouldn't offer a gift. Maybe sometimes uh, if I don't offer a gift, you know, they will say something. Okay, that's another thing. But if I, Preeti the point here is Preeti if we, symptoms of love, you see uh, okay (laughs) Preeti you see symptoms of love that is the translation so if this same affection we develop with non-devotees by offering them gifts or accepting gifts from them when you accept a gift from them from somebody you are obliged to that person You, you, you will not want to be rude to that person or talk in a way which might Um, cause him harm or not harm uh, cause him or hurt him you don't want to hurt him but actually when you speak spiritual subject matter it sometimes hurts because it attacks the sense gratificatory tendency so you would not want to hurt him so you are are like compromising your position you see revealing one's mind in confidence like sharing too many too many things with him about our personal life Usually, only with friends, like with my best friend, I will share everything, right? Whether my pains or my successor or successes or failures, everything I will discuss with my dear friend. Whoever I consider dear, whether that be the life partner or whether that be a friend, a colleague or whatever. So, I wouldn't share all these vulnerable moments with somebody who, are, who is not so close with me, Right? So these are symptoms of love. So revealing um, our, I mean, uh, what is that? Whatever is within our minds, you know, revealing one's mind in confidence and inquiring confidentially, asking for advice. If I ask for advice, when he gives it, now how, now how, to, be, uh, how to speak frankly to him? No, I will, I will have to sugarcoat what I'm saying. So I can't speak the truth as it is Accepting Prasad, of course, with devotees we have to do all these things. We will get to that. Offering food to them, like inviting them, you know, let's go for a you know let's go to say McDonald's or KFC or you know or a restaurant or something, whatever it is. Let's eat together. So if he sponsors the or if we sponsor the food for him and you know it's like let's have um you know, let's let me treat you all. Or when somebody is treating and we take that food, all these things these things we have to do with devotees. We have to take shelter of devotees. We have to become dependent on them. We cannot be independent with devotees. That is completely out of the question. We should take ashraya of devotees. But we should avoid these same things with non-devotees. Because it compromises our position. Among, among devotee association, we should be in that position. where, Because what is compromising there? nothing because that is for our own benefit right if we become submissive to the devotees if we offer gift to devotee or if we accept devotees' gifts and if we reveal our mind you know asking for help asking for advice inquiring confidentially all these things if we do it uh, these things will only increase the relationship with devotees and when we take shelter of devotees like that it actually is for our benefit we will benefit from that that is explained in this verse. You see. Let's go to one Bhagavad Gita verse, and then after that, we will go to Bhagavatam verse. 7 1. What is this? Uh, yeah. You see this word here? Madashrayaha. Shri Bhagavan Vacha. Maya Saktama Partha Yogam Yunjan Madashrayaha asamshayam samagrammam yathagyasya sitachruno madashrayam means taking shelter of me in consciousness in consciousness of me madashrayam means taking shelter of me and krishna and Srila prabhupada explains in many lectures he gave so many lectures on this verse 7.1 of bhagavad gita and he said that madashrayam means not only taking shelter of krishna but also taking shelter of a devotee who has taken shelter of krishna a bona fide spiritual master. That is also Madashraya. Now here, the Supreme Personality of God had said, Now here, O son of Pritha, how by practicing yoga in full consciousness of me, with mind attached to me, you can know me in full, free from doubt. You see? So, in full consciousness of me, this is actually Madashriya. Huh? And taking shelter of me. In full consciousness of me, and taking shelter of me. <clears throat> so, this is Madashriya, huh? We have to become Madhashriya. In fact, he is asking everybody to come to his shelter. And this verse from Srimad Bhagavatam: What happens when we take shelter of a devotee? pulkasha. <laughs> Abhira-sumbhāyavanākha-sādaya Yenye-ca-pāpa-yadapāśrayāśrayā Shudhyan-detasmai-prabhavishnave-namah prabhavishnave namaha yadapasrayasraya You see Apāśrayāśrayā You see Having taken shelter of the devotees of the Lord That means Taking shelter of those who have taken shelter of the Lord. That is Yadapashrayashraya. It is the same as Madashraya. Or taking shelter of Krishna. And it is the same as Nirashraya. Without any shelter. Because without any material shelter. But taking full shelter at the lotus feet of Krishna. In fact, that is the one of the aspects of six aspects of surrender. <coughs> we'll go to that. You see this translation. Kirata, Hona, Andhra, Pulinda, Pulkasha, Abhira, Shumbha, Yavana, members of the khasa races and even others addicted to sinful acts can be purified by taking shelter of the devotees of the Lord due to His being the supreme power. I beg to offer my respectful obeisances unto Him. So when we take Yadapashraya ashraya when we take shelter of those great devotees who have taken shelter of Krishna, like Srila Prabhupada, we Shudhyantita Smai, we become purified. So that shelter we have to take. In fact, there is this verses, a few verses from the eleventh canto, very nice verses. We'll go there. Uh, Eleven twenty-six, I think. Thirty also. Thirty-one. 11.26.31 11, 26, 31 of Srimad Bhagavatam. You see. Yatho bhagavantam vibhavasum sadhun Just as cold, fear and darkness are eradicated from one who has approached the sacrificial fire, so dullness, fear and ignorance are destroyed for one engaged in serving the devotees of the Lord. See. Next. Nimajyon Majjatam Gore Bhavabdhao Paramayanam Santo Brahma Vida Hashanta Naurdrudh Vapsu The devotees of the Lord, peacefully fixed in the absolute knowledge, are the ultimate shelter. Ayanam Paramayanam Not just Ayanam Paramayanam supreme shelter. The devotees of the Lord, peacefully fixed in absolute knowledge, are the ultimate shelter for those who are repeatedly rising and falling within the fearful ocean of material life. Such devotees are just like a strong boat that comes to rescue persons who are at the point of drowning. So this is actually Nirashraya. Again, try to understand the word Nih. Nih is a prefix. Nih plus Ashraya means nirashraya, so nih means negation, nirashraya means without shelter or nihashraya means the supreme shelter, they take shelter of the supreme person or devotees of the supreme person which is paramayanam, supreme shelter, paramayanam, um, <coughs> nirashraya and paramayanam is the same. Hmm? Next verse. Just as food is the life of all creatures, just as I am the ultimate shelter for the distressed, and just as religion is the wealth of those who are passing away from this world, so my devotees are the only refuge. Refuge means shelter again. My devotees are the only refuge of persons fearful of falling into a miserable condition of life. So we have to take shelter of devotees. How to take shelter of devotees? Huh? Go under his dhoti and no, no, I mean shelter. No. <laughs> Associate with the devotees. As explained in the those six prithilakshanam, those six act- activities of um, symptoms of love exchanged be- between one devotee and another. So this we have to do with devotees and that is what it means to take shelter of we have to give gifts for the devotees, of course, here we don't take any gifts really, but <laughs> give gifts means, you know, like Dakshina has to be given, of course here everything goes to the temple and uh, take the gifts from the devotees, that is also a symptom of love, not that he is giving a gift and uh, no, 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 go, especially the devotees, what gift they will give, they will give three gifts, the holy name, Like when you chant in in the midst of devotees, it is is so nice, Kirtan. In fact, we miss that now with the lockdown. right? So that is a a gift of the devotee. Knowledge about Krishna is another gift and Krishna Prasadam. These are gifts of a devotee. So when he gives these gifts, we have to take them. That is another sign of taking shelter of devotee and associating with him and cultivating a very favorable relationship. Preeti lakshanam <clears throat> and Guhyamakhyati. khyate we have to inquire from the devotees and hear his explanations mm, about krishna and we have to inquire if we have some problem or not just not just problem if, concerning our spiritual advancement what is that tadvidhi pranipatena pariprasnena sevaya pariprasnena sevaya Sevaya means I have to give gifts. I have to serve the spiritual master. Pranipata, I have to surrender to him. So these we have to do. So gohyam akhyati prichati I have to offer the devotee prasadam. First of all, I have to be a devotee to prepare prasadam. I have to be a devotee. I have to chant properly and I have to offer Krishna and I have to offer to the devotees. So by serving the devotees prasadam that is the very nice way to serve the devotees and you know, um, cultivate that uh, devotional friendship with devotees to serve prasadam to the devotees, to cook prasadam for the devotees, and to serve them. Uh, and, um, and when the devotee acts, uh, gives prasadam, we have to take also. Uh, so, these things increase the loving relationships between, between devotees. So, Nirashraya means. He should have no material shelter, but he has to take shelter of the Paramayanam, supreme shelter, which is the devotees of the Lord. So that is Nirashraya. So he should not depend on any material. Uh, we should never become a flatterer just for our maintenance, like Shukracharya did. And that was his fault. Uh, that's why he went against the religious principles and asked him not to give everything to Vishnu. And that's why Balimaharaj rejected him when he saw this point when he saw this feature in his so-called spiritual master so when the lord gives ashraya nirashraya the supreme shelter why does the devotee not take any shelter in this material world or take shelter or be dependent on any materialistic person or the ordinary course of activities why because he is under the shelter of the Supreme Lord and that Supreme Lord, you see this last line pallavam." Nijapādapallavam Icchāpidhānam means which covers all desirable things. Nijapādapallavam, his own lotus feet. Of course, this is for a person who wants something material and goes to the Lord the lord gives the shelter at his own lotus feet that will actually fulfill all his desires this is for a person who goes to him for material desires what to speak of a person who goes to him for spiritual advancement or just to serve the lord he will still whichever way we go to Krishna we will get the ultimate benefit like Putana she went to Krishna to kill him but she got the position of mother she got shelter in the Goloka Vrindavan so you see Krishna is so kind that he will give the same shelter to anyone. So especially for one who, even if we come to med- with materialistic, uh, uh, we will just, I mean, we will read the translation. You see, the Supreme Personality of Godhead fulfills the materialistic or material desires of a devotee who approaches him with such motives. But he does not bestow benedictions upon the devotee that will cause him to demand more benedictions again. However, the Lord willingly gives the devotee shelter at his own lotus feet, even though such a person does not aspire for it and that shelter satisfies all his desires. That is the supreme personality's special mercy. Huh? So even when somebody ha- comes to him for a material desire, he still gives him his own lotus feet. So what to speak of somebody who has actually come for shelter at his lotus feet? He will quickly bless him. Nachirat Partha. It hmm? is explained in the 12th chapter of Bhagavad Gita. If you see 6th and 7th verse, you see Yetu sarvāni karmāni maya sannyasyam atparāha ananyenaiva yogena maamdhyāyanta upāsate Tesāmaham samuddharta mṛtyu samsāra sāgarāt bhavāmi nā cirātpārtha mayyāve śita cetasām But those who worship me, giving up all their activities unto me and being devoted to me without deviation, engaged in devotional service and always meditating upon me, having fixed their minds upon me, O son of Pritha, for them I am the swift deliverer from the ocean of birth and death. Swift deliverer. Nachirat Partha. So, in this way, a devotee takes full shelter of Krishna and his devotees. And he is carefully avoiding being dependent on non-devotees or the ordinary materialistic course of activities. This is why, this is another reason why Srila Prabhupada wanted us to have Self-sufficient farm communities. Because we don't want to be dependent on the ordinary course of activities that that the materialistic civilization is going through. They depend on all the supply chains of you know foods like for example Singapore. There is almost no food grown here. There is but very little. The vast majority of the food supply here comes from overseas. So they are dependent on this. So if I mean this is just a political situation but i'm just giving this as an example um, now if they want to tell something to a country which is actually supplying them water and food they cannot tell because if they do something then what if the country becomes displeased and cuts off the supply then they are in a you know compromising position so they cannot tell anything so I, i'm just giving an example i'm not saying that there are some there are some political implications here no I am just saying that similarly if we take something from someone how to really of course we can (laughs) we can take everything from the materialists and still speak against them because ours is Ajagar because we understand that everything belongs to the Lord like we are using technology which is created by the the materialists but we are using it in Krishna's service so this is called Yukta Vairagya we understand that we are not dependent on this. It's not that without these live streams, you know, we cannot go on with our devotional life. We can still go on. Of course, for those who don't have um, devotee association, it will be sometimes difficult. But look at this from another perspective. Suppose there was no this kind of urban lifestyle and all these things, then, yes, there may not be live streams and there may not be such classes. But think of it this way, that there would have been real preaching. People are not really caught up in the internet and you know, browsing on Facebook. None of these distractions are there. And like what the civilization used to happen before, that every village and town in the evening, the locality, there will be one person who will read from the Rama and Mahabharata and all this. He will give lectures from Krishna consciousness, lectures. And in every town and village, there used to be this kind of hearing and people used to come and hear. Now, because everything is gone, uh, because of this tv and um, after tv now it's mobile phone and netflix and all these things people are just watching watching and consuming content and completely non krishna conscious content and people are so distracted and we don't have such communities where you know people can come together in the evening or you know where they can discuss all this krishna consciousness no so that's what we have actually started as temple you know we have started Every Prabhupada started this. Every place, you know, he started this is gone. Of course, that is also now a little, you know, now polluted because of not following the instructions. But anyway, the point is, if there is a place where people can come and congregate and listen to Krishna Katha, then wherever they are, and everybody of these devotees, they are trained nicely and they can all speak nicely. And then when people come to attend and hear those lectures, and wow, this is nice. And then they become devotees. If <coughs> if these um, Distractions are not there, but now the distraction is there and even this COVID-19 for example These are this happened because of a materialistic civilization eating meat and eating eating all nonsense and This virus somehow made its way through to human society and now it's creating a big problem But if there is self-sufficient farm communities, we have our own cows. We have our own produce then we don't have to depend nirashraya we don't have to depend on the external situation and if our, if we have our own water from the ground and if we have some water catchment um, devices in our farm and like that if we have our own land we can just you know comfortably live without being dependent on these external course of activities that is ideal but even if it is not completely possible we still have to preach in the meantime mm-hmm. And even with this, uh, what is that, COVID-19 situation? Although it's like a disadvantageous position, but this has caused our lectures to go every day now, online, and all of you are, you know, participating, and we're very thankful for that. But you see, we have turned a so-called curse into a blessing, uh, because of, you know, taking shelter of Krishna. Even a curse will become a so-called, so-called curse will become a blessing. So anyway, we have to take shelter of Krishna, nirashraya. We should not be dependent on ordinary course of activities. But sometimes, some devotees I see that they try to be aloof from devotees also, nirashraya. That means they don't want to take even the without any shelter, they want to be independent of even devotees. Ah, that's the cause of fall down. Like Srila um, Prabhupada wrote in his Vyasa Puja offering in 1961 to his spiritual master, Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur In that, he appealed to his God-brothers He said, you all are great sannyasis. You have Tyaga, you have done Tyaga You have given up everything material to surrender to our Guru But now you have given up even the order of the Guru What is this? Guru Tyagi, you have become a Guru Tyagi you have, you know, given up all the material things, that's that's all right. But now you became a guru Tyagi. You have given up the order of the Guru. What kind of renunciant is this? That is also a renunciant, in a way. Because he has renounced the order of the Guru. What kind of renunciation is that? The renunciation is because to leave aside everything and follow the order of the Guru. Like what Prabhupada did. He went to the West. He gave up all his family life and everything and he went his only thing was how to satisfy my Guru. And he went to the uh, Western world, America, and preached Krishna Consciousness because his Guru asked him to do that. So to execute the order of the Guru Maharaj, he gave up his own comforts and left. So we cannot become guru Tyagis or even Guru Bhogis. Prabhupada explains that we have to stay away f- from becoming Guru-Bhogis, that means enjoying the property of the Guru hmm? or guru Tyagis who give up the order of the spiritual master we have to become Guru-Sevi that means we have to uh, <coughs> serve the instruction of the spiritual master and we have to keep in the company of devotees who are serving the instruction of the spiritual master we should stay away from the association of materialistic people but also within the community of devotees or so-called devotees we have to stay away from the guru-bhogis and tyagis also we have to be associating with the guru-sevis that is nirashraya that is proper ashraya now this ashraya is a very elaborate subject ashraya and ashrita we will try to study that little bit. And yeah, actually I forgot to show this verse. You know, he is Nirashraya. Um he's not dependent and he's not what is that? Chaitva Karma phala Sangam and Nirashraya. This is possible because nine twenty two you see. Ananyaschinta yantomam nyjanahapariupasate Desham, yuktanam, yoga kshemam, but those who always worship me with exclusive devotion meditating on my transcendental form to them I carry what they lack and I preserve what they have so he's sheltering us Krishna is sheltering us by carrying what we lack and preserving what we already have so therefore we don't need to depend on other things other people and kau out to them especially materialistic people we should count to the devotees to the Guru Sevis yes we have to Kautha but <clears throat> to the, to the non devotees to the ordinary people we should not we should not hmm? because Krishna is actually providing we don't have to flatter somebody for our maintenance uh, whether that be the demigods or ordinary people in this world hmm? so demigod also that is also flattery actually oh I, I they are trying to depend on them Nirashraya, a devotee does not even worship the demigod. That is another meaning of nirashraya. Because such ashraya is not strong. Because everyone within this material world, 1840, you see, Bhagavad Gita 18.40 Natadastipethivyamva, divideveshuvapunah, sattvam prakritjairmuktam, yadeveshyaatribhirgunayi, There is no being existing either here or among the demigods in the higher planetary systems which is freed from these three modes born of material nature. So all these are not real ashraya. They are not free themselves. How can they shelter somebody else? Tepisha tantriya If 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 my hands are tied, how can I release your hands? I can't. My hands must be free first. Nate vidhu swartha gatim hi vishnu. Uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. So, for me to shelter, I must be free first, right? 7531. You see, Bhagavatam. Nate vidhu Swarthagatim gatim hi vishnu. Durashaya ye bahirartha thandhair persons who are strongly entrapped by the consciousness of enjoying material life and who have therefore accepted as their leader or guru a similar blind man attached to external sense objects cannot understand that the goal of life is to return home back to Godhead and engage in the service of Lord Vishnu. As blind men guided by another blind man miss the right path and fall into a ditch, materially attached men led by another materially attached man are bound by the ropes of fruitive labour which are made of very strong cords and they continue again and again in the materialistic life suffering the threefold miseries. Tepisa uru urudamni baddha You see, they are bound. Baddha means bound, you see. Baddha. Bound they themselves are bound how they can so they are not ashraya Nirashraya means we should not take shelter of anything but the supreme lord only the paramayanam the supreme lord or his devotees who are completely free both are free the pure devotees and the supreme lord both are free from the influence of the three modes that is explained here shrimad bhagavatam 11 38 This is the divinity of the personality of Godhead. He is not affected by the qualities of material nature, even though he is in contact with them. See, he is not affected. Whereas everybody else is affected. So everybody is bound from the Indra to Indragopa. <clears throat> insect. But the personality of Godhead is not affected by the qualities of material nature, even though He is in contact with them. Similarly, the devotees who have taken shelter of the Lord do not become influenced by the material qualities. Therefore, they are called the Paramayanam, Madhashraya, Yadapashraya Ashraya. So, such ashraya is Nirashraya, the best of ashraya, the most um, worthy ashraya. Actually, Krishna is the only ashraya. And his devotees are also Ashraya because they take shelter of him. And they lead others to the Ashraya of Krishna. Therefore, they are also called Ashraya, real Ashraya. Now, there are two words, Ashrita and Ashraya. So, this is explained by Sridhar Swami in his commentary, Bhavartha Deepika, on the Srimad Bhagavatam, 10th canto. <clears throat> First verse of the 10th canto. See, I think that is explained in this Chaitanya Charitamrita verse, which is. Okay, let's go to this. Uh, i don't know if i can use this okay let's see ashraya and ashrita you see in the teachings of lord chaitanya prabhupada explains very simply what is ashraya and ashrita in this world there are two principles operating one principle is the origin of origin or shelter of everything and the other principle is deduced from this original principle. The supreme truth is the shelter of all manifestations and is called ashraya. All other principles which remain under the control of the ashraya tattva or the absolute truth are called ashrita or subordinate corollaries and reactions. The purpose of the material manifestation is to give the conditioned soul a chance to attain liberation and return to the ashraya tattva or the absolute truth. Since everything is in the cosmic creation is dependent on the ashraya tattva, the creative manifestation or Vishnu manifestation, the various demigods and manifestations of energy, the living entities and all material elements are dependent on Krishna. For Krishna is the supreme truth. Dashram Bhagavatam indicates that everything is sheltered by Krishna directly and indirectly. Consequently, perfect knowledge can be had only by an analytical study of Krishna confirmed by Bhagavad Gita. So, <clears throat> ashraya is the absolute independent truth, the absolute truth, Krishna. Everything else is dependent on Him and therefore that is Ashrita which is dependent on something. That is Ashrita. So we should not take shelter of another Ashrita. We have to take shelter of Ashraya. He is the actual Ashraya, the shelter of everything. And therefore in the Isha we will see this, that uh, verse 12 I think. Tamah ye Those who are engaged in the worship of the demigods enter into the darkest regions of ignorance. And still more so do the worshippers of the impersonal absolute. Why? Because impersonal absolute is also dependent. It is also ashrita. As- ashraya, the summum of all ashraya is Krishna. Because even the... Impersonal Brahma Jyoti is also dependent on the Supreme Lord. That is explained in Bhagavad Gita. Brahmanohi Pratishtha Aham. I am the Pratishtha for the Brahmana uh, or the Brahma Jyoti. In the 14th chapter, 27th verse. So here in the purport, Prabhupada mentions the Sanskrit word Asambhuti. Here you see. Ye Sambhutim. Ye Sambhutim with an apostrophe before the S. That means Asambhutim. Ye asambhutim, Upasate. Asambhutim means the demigods. But actually, anything that is dependent. You see here. The Sanskrit word Asambhuti refers to those who have no independent existence. That means they're dependent on something. That is Ashrita. So, the demigods are dependent. Ordinary people in this world also are dependent. Everybody is dependent on the Supreme Lord. So, or the nature itself, it is also dependent. So we cannot depend On anything that is an ashrita and not ashraya that's why it is said those who engage in the worship of the demigods but you replace the word demigods with anything dependent whether people of this world or the material nature or the demigods or anything ashrita other than Krishna if we worship we enter into the darkest region of ignorance because that is called asambhuti whereas sambhuti is the supreme personality of Godhead Uh, now that is actually explained in the next verse Anyadeva sambhavad, anyadahur iti It is said that one result is obtained by worshipping the supreme cause of all causes, that is ashraya, and that another result is obtained by worshipping that what is not supreme, ashrita. All this is heard from the undisturbed authorities who clearly explained it. Next verse. Vinasheyanamrityumtirthva sambhutyamritamashnute One should know perfectly the personality of God, his Sri Krishna, in his trans- and his transcendental name, form, qualities and pastimes, as well as a temporary material creation with its temporary demigods, men and animals. When one knows these, he surpasses death and the ephemeral cosmic manifestation with it. And in the eternal kingdom of God, he enjoys his eternal life of bliss and knowledge. One should know both. Why? <clears throat> we should know the sambhuti. We should know the asambhuti. Why? Or... We should know the ashraya and ashrita, both. Why? Then we can discriminate what I can take shelter of and what I cannot take shelter of. What I should not take shelter of. That is called nirashraya because devotee must be nirashraya as as per today's verse. So I must understand what is ashraya and what is not ashraya. That means what is ashrita. If I take ashrita for ashraya, that means if I take shelter of something which is actually not the supreme shelter, but which is itself dependent or himself dependent on the supreme shelter. Sometimes it is, he is dependent on another ashrita and that ashrita is dependent on another ashrita, another ashrita, another ashrita. Finally the supreme lord. It's not even directly related to the supreme lord. So, these we have to avoid and only take shelter of Krishna and his pure devotees who are also ashrayatva because of Taking, having taken shelter of Krishna and those who are sincere disciples of the pure devotee they are also because in their association our faith in the spiritual master and Krishna increases so we have to take ashraya of such devotees that is called nirashraya huh? now let us understand this ashraya and ashrita a little more and that is explained in the cc madhya 20 dot 151 daša me daša mam laksyam a shri krishna khyam param dhama jagad dhama nam amitath a shri the tenth canto of shri mat bhagutham reveals the tenth object the supreme personality of godhead who is the shelter of all surrendered souls He is known as Shri Krishna and he is the ultimate source of all the universes. Let me offer my obeisances unto him. This is a quotation from the Bhavartha Deepika, Shridhar Swami's commentary on the Srimad Bhagavatam. Kanto 10, chapter 1, text 1. In the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, there is a description of the Ashraya Tattva, Shri Krishna. There are two Tattvas, Ashraya Tattva and Ashrita Tattva. Ashraya Tattva is the objective and Ashrita Tattva is the subjective. Since the lotus feet of Lord Shri Krishna are the shelter of all devotees shri krishna is called paramdham there is ashraya refuge shelter paramdham in the bhagavad gita 10 12 it is stated param brahma param dhama, pavitram paramam bhavan everything is resting under the lotus feet of krishna samashrita ashrita you see samashritaye padpallavaplavam mahatpadam punya yasho murare. under the lotus feet of Sri krishna the entire mahatattva is existing since everything is under Sri Krishna's protection. Shri Krishna is called ashraya tattva. Everything else is ashrita tattva. The material creation is also called ashrita tattva. Liberation from material bondage and the attainment of the spiritual platform are also ashrita tattva. Krishna is the only ashraya tattva. In the beginning of creation there are Mahavishnu, Vishnu, and Vishnu. They are also ashraya tattva. Ashraya tattva. Krishna is the cause of all causes, sarvakarana karanam. To understand Krishna perfectly one has to make an analytical study of ashraya tattva and ashrita tattva. Now, this ashrita <clears throat> ashra vigraham dashame dashamam, the tenth object. What is this tenth object? So, if you see, Bhagavatam deals with ten subjects, ten items. Bhagavad Gita deals with five subjects. What are they? The Supreme Lord, Ishvara, Jiva, the individual soul, um, Kala, time, um, Prakriti nature material nature and karma activities and today's verse is concerning karma how we have to work and jnana about our relationship between the individual soul and the supreme soul so these are the subject matters of bhagavad-gita five but bhagavatam deals with 10 subject matters what are they that is explained here 2.10.1 of shrimad bhagavatam shri shuka Uvacha. Atra sargo visargaschas thanam poshanamutayaha manmantaresha nukatha nirodho muktirashrayaha ashrayaha is the tenth item. That is what is explained in the previous verse. You see, dashame uh, dashamam lakshayam ashritashrayavigraham. The tenth kant of Shrimad Bhagavatam reveals the tenth object, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the shelter of all surrendered souls. You see, now let's go back there. What are these ten subjects? Atra sargo visargas chasthanam boshane, muteh, manmantare shanukatha mukti Sri Sukadeva Goswami said in the Srimad Bhagavatam, there are ten divisions of statements regarding the following the creation of the universe, sub-creation, planetary systems, protection by the Lord, the creative impetus, the change of manus, the signs of God, returning home back to Godhead, liberation, and the summum bonum. bonum means the absolute truth, which is Krishna Himself. And. Uh we will go to C C Adi 2.91 2-91. or ninety-one. Adi two dot ninety one ninety two. I'm sorry this se- session is a bit long. You see <coughs> the same Atrasargovishargascha Stanam poshanam Mutayaha. Then the next verse, Dashamasya the vishuddhyartham Navanam Ihalakshanam Varna Yanti Mahatmanah Shrute Narthena Chanjasa Second verse is important here. See, here in Srimad Bhagavatam, 10 subjects are described. 1. The creation of the ingredients of the cosmos. 2. The creations of Brahma. That means a sub-creation. 3. The maintenance of the creation. 4. Special favor given to the faithful. 5. impetuses for activity. 6. Prescribed duties for law-abiding men. 7. A description of the incarnations of the Lord. 8. The winding up of the creation. 9. Liberation and sorry, liberation from gross and subtle material existence. And 10. The ultimate shelter, the supreme personality of Godhead. The tenth item, this is the second verse, you see. The tenth item is the shelter of all the others. The other nine are dependent on the tenth, on Krishna. Huh? To distinguish this ultimate shelter from the other nine subjects, the Mahajans have described these nine directly or indirectly through prayers or direct explanations. The whole first nine cantos are, you know, explaining all the other items. But the tenth item is especially in the tenth canto of Bhagavatam where Lord Krishna's pastimes are revealed. So here, these verses from Srimad Bhagavatam list the tenth subject matters dealt with in the text of the Bhagavatam. Of these, the tenth is the substance and the other nine are categories derived from the substance. This is Ashraya and Ashrita. These ten subjects are listed as follows. Sarga, the first creation by Vishnu. Anyway, you can read this. Visarga, the secondary creation or, or the work of Brahma. Sthana, the maintenance of the universe by the uh, personality of Godhead. Poshana, special care and protection for the devotees by the Lord. Uti, the urge for creation or initiative power. That is the cause of all inventions according to the necessities of time, space and objects. 6. Manmantra, the periods controlled by the Manus, who teach regulative principles for living beings who desire to achieve perfection in human life. The rules of Manu as described in the Manusamhita guide the way to such perfection. 7. Ishanukatha, scriptural information regarding the personality of Godhead, His incarnations on earth and the activities of His devotees. Nirodha, the winding up of all energies employed in creation. Mukti, liberation of the conditioned souls encaged by the gross and subtle coverings of body and mind. Ashraya, the transcendence, the Samam bonum from whom everything emanates, upon whom everything rests and in whom everything merges after annihilation. He is the source and support of all. The Ashraya is also called the Supreme Brahman as in the Vedanta Sutra, Athato Brahma Janmadyasayataha. Srimad Bhagavatam especially describes the Supreme Brahman as the ashraya. Shri Krishna is this ashraya and therefore the greatest necessity of life is to study the signs of Krishna. This is called nirashraya. Without shelter, without material shelter but the highest ashraya which is, but the real ashraya which is Krishna through the association of devotees. That's why the Chatur Shloki Bhagavatam and the Chatur Shloki Bhagavad Gita describes this ashraya, you see ashraya, the transcendence from whom everything emanates, upon whom everything rests and whom everything merges in the annihilation this is actually explained in the Chatur Shloki Bhagavatam. the Bhagavatam condensed into four verses there are there in the 2, 9, 31 you see here The personality of God had said, "Okay, we'll read the verse." The personality of God had said, "Knowledge about me, as described in the scriptures, is very confidential, and it has to be realized." Actually, not this one. I wanted to show something else. I think before this. No, no. "Aham eva sam eva agre." I think 33, 2933. Ah, just "Aham eva sam eva agre Nanyad yat sad paschadaham yadaita cha yovasishyeta Brahma, it is I, the personality of Godhead, who was existing before the creation, when there was nothing but myself. Nor was there the material creation, sorry, material nature, the cause of this creation. That which you see now is also I, the personality of Godhead, and after annihilation, what remains will also be I, the personality of Godhead. And in the Chatur Shloki Bhagavad Gita also, he explains this point, uh, in a way, 10.8, 8, 8, 9, 10, 11, they are actually the Chatur Shloki Bhagavad Gita. I am the source of all spiritual and material worlds. Ashraya. Everything emanates from me. The wise who perfectly know this engage in my devotional service and worship me with all their hearts. So they know perfectly what is Ashraya and what is Ashrita and they take shelter of the Ashraya. So one who is situated thus, as it is explained in today's verse, Hmm? Such a person, it is said karmani abhipravtopi naivakinjit karoti saha. That means karmani means in activity. Abhipravrittaha means being fully engaged. Pravritta means to engage. Abhipravrittaha means to be completely engaged in activities. So such a person who is karma karma palasangam who has given up. The uh, what is that, fruitive results of work, who is always happy, Santushta Satatam Yogi, shope Tulyartha Darshina, such a person, who is Nirashraya, who has no shelter, without any shelter, who has the Supreme Lord as his only shelter, and actually that's why there is a nice verse actually, we will go to that verse, so such a person, Karman Abhippavrithopi, even though you may be fully engaged, fully busy, naiva kinchit karoti saha, He performs no of action, although engaged in all kinds of undertakings. So he always performs activities for the pleasure of Krishna, always accepting Krishna's order as his life and soul. Always accepting his spiritual master's order as his life and soul. The spiritual master's order is Krishna's order. So in this way one lives. So I just wanted to show this one verse about ashraya, without any shelter. This is, Anatha. Anatha means Nirashira also means Anatha. Anatha means no Natha, no this thing. But if you see in the 18.66, I forgot to show the verse. I mentioned this, but I did not show it just now. Um, in the purport, the process of surrender to Krishna is described in the Vilas, 11, chapter 676th verse aanukulya se sankalpa pratikulya swarjanaṁ rakṣiṣyati iti viśvāso goptritve varanam tathā ātmanikṣhepa kārpanye śarviddhā śaraṇāgate what is that go rakṣiṣyati uh, iti means having full faith in the protection of the lord taking shelter of the lord and goptritve varanam tathā he is considering the lord as his guardian his shelter ashraya these two things are aspects of surrender two of the six aspects of surrender. And Atmanikshepa Karpanya, he is, you know, uh, fully self-surrendered. He always works for the uh, for the service of the Lord. And Karpanya, he is very, very humble. So, he accepts only those things which are favorable for devotional service and, and rejects those which are unfavorable. And full faith in Krishna's protection and accepting him as his guardian and master and ashraya. And that verse is very nicely exemplified. This um, this whole situation is exemplified by this verse by Yamunacharya. Uh, Madhya 1.206 of Chaitanya Charita Amrita. Bhavantamevanu <laughs> raha Prasanthaniśyesha Manorathantarah kinkaraha Praharshayishyami I don't want to be an anatha I want to be a sanatha jivitam. I want to live having a fitting master A, a, a worthy shelter hmm. By serving you constantly Referring to the Lord One is freed from all material desires and is completely pacified. When shall I engage as your permanent eternal servant and always feel joyful to have such a fitting master? So in this way, Yamanacharya is praying. So we have to be Sanatha, or we have to be Anatha. Um, and by living like that, one will never have any karmic reaction and that is exactly what is explained in this Isha Upanishad verse, second verse one may aspire to live for hundreds of years if he continuously goes on working in that way for that sort of work will not bind him to the law of karma there is no alternative to this way for man so this will be the end of the session we'll go through the questions now and try to go through them as quickly as possible because it's already 10pm here in Singapore um all right. Here we go. We have few questions. Okay. Please only ask questions if you really have really need clarification on this particular topic. I hope all the questions are relevant. Let's see. Question by Bhaktavirendra: What is Mishra Bhakti and Shuddha Bhakti? How to perform Shuddha Bhakti? Well, Mishra Bhakti means Jnana and Karma. If it is involved. And Shuddha Bhakti means only Krishna Consciousness. Again, you know, this is a little bit deviating from the topic. Huh? So, AMA. It's good for AMA. Tomorrow is an AMA. Um, AMA session, this will be a good question. So, Mishra Bhakti may, uh, very briefly. So, Karma Mishra Bhakti, Jnana Mishra Bhakti. Mishra means mixture. And... Um, Karma Mishra Bhakti means one who is karma, I mean one who is en- engaged in karmic activities, but then he wants to offer the results to Krishna, that is Karma Mishra Bhakti. But whereas, like for example, if somebody is working outside and then he gives half of his salary or some of his salary to Krishna, that is Karma Mishra Bhakti. He's engaged in you know, karmic activities, but he is using that. And Jnana Mishra Bhakti means one wants to speculate uh, within Krishna's um, what is the domain? One tries to speculate. Like suppose Krishna, ta- Krishna says, "I am the taste of water." So he wants to like analytically study like how Krishna is the taste of water and trying. Whereas the devotee just accepts Krishna is the taste of water. So, and sometimes Gyanamishra, so that that's how a devotee likes to analyze. I mean, not devotee. Gyanamishra uh, bhakti, Gyanamishra bhakta. So he tries to analyze and try to speculate on the instructions of Krishna but a bhakta, he just accepts that is pure bhakti so again um, question by Bhakta Nabajit, Hare Krishna when we perform duty attached to the fruitive results is it sukham that we feel for it and when we are not attached to the fru- fruitive results of our duty and do not enjoy the same uh, will we achieve anandam what is the difference between ananda and sukha no 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 Ananda and Sukha are the same but maya sukha, maya sukha is where we, we think that this Fala or this, this fruit that I achieve from this work will give me happiness. Sukha van It's called Maya Sukha. It is an illusion of happiness but it's not real happiness. But Ananda and Sukha is, is real Sukha means to be with Krishna. But Ananda, uh, Ananda and Sukha, there is no difference actually. But Maya Sukha or Maya Ananda, that is different. Whereas Chinmay Ananda or Spiritual Happiness, that is with Krishna. So that is the difference. Um So Sukha and Manyate Grihi, we will just take that. This is the position of a person in Maya. So, Kanto 3, Chapter 30, Text 9. DHARMESHU KURVAN PRATEKARAM the attached household remains in his family life which is full of diplomacy and politics always spreading, spreading miseries and control by acts of sense gratification he acts just to counteract you see this he acts just to counteract the reactions of all his miseries and if he can successfully counteract such miseries he thinks that he is happy and another so this is a ordinary Karmi. now what happens to a Jnani when he thinks he is happy he is also in maya sukha you see amar reddy is asking can we say ananda is at soul level and sukham at body level not really no 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 we will we will we will see this you see um Ye nera you see, vimukta māninas. There is sukhavan manyate grihi, here vimukta māninas. O lotus Oh Lord, although non-devotees who accept severe austerities and penances to achieve the highest position may think themselves liberated, and thinking that is their position of happiness, mukti, may think themselves liberated. That's also, that is also a maya sukha because it's not going to stay. Because why? Their intelligence is impure. Avishuddha They fall down from their position of imagined imagined superiority because they have no regard for your lotus feet. So they are also in maya sukha. So um, Prahlad Maharaj says here 7 9 44 I think 43. Yeah, you see, Maya Sukhaya Bharam Naivod Yavaita Ranyas. Oh, this is the other tune. Naivod Vijay para Duratya Yavaita Magna Chittaha. Shoche tato vi Maya Sukhaya Bharamudva mudhan. Oh, best of the great personalities. I am not at all afraid of material existence. For wherever I stay, I am fully absorbed in thoughts of your glories and activities. My concern is only for the fools and rascals who are making elaborate plans for material happiness. Maya Sukhaya. Huh? <clears throat> and maintaining their families, societies and countries. I am simply concerned with love for them. Actually, it is dukham. It is full of dukham. You see, the actual position is this. Yanmaithu di griha Sukam sukham hituchham. Sukam sukham. You see. Kandu yanena karayo rivadukha dukham. Tripyanti neha kripana bahudukha bhajah. Kandu Tevan Manasijam Vishaheta dhira Bahudukha. Here it is said dukha Here it is said griha sukham. Here it is said bahudukha bhajah. <laughs> it's like completely completely pessimistic about materialistic life. Sex life is compared to the rubbing of two hands to relieve an itch. You know, when we scratch an itch, it feels very satisfactory. But then after some time it starts to hurt, starts to pain and the itch becomes a boil and the boil starts to bleed and it is painful. So, sex life is compared to the rubbing of two hands to relieve an itch. Grihamedhi, so-called grihasthas, who have no spiritual knowledge, think that this itching is the greatest platform of happiness, although actually it is a source of distress. This is called Maya Sukha. Grihamedhi Sukha. Um, The kripanas, the fools who are just the opposite of brahmanas, are not satisfied by repeated sensuous enjoyment. Those who are dhira, however, who are sober and who tolerate this itching, are not subjected to the fools and rascals. Subjected to the sufferings of fools and rascals. See maya sukha, how? Both the karmis and the jnanis also are in so-called maya sukha. Therefore, real transcendentalist, he... An intelligent person does not take part in the sources of misery which are due to contact with the material senses. O son of Kunti, such pleasures have a beginning and an end and so the wise man does not delight in them. And one other verse. Srimad Bhagavatam, 5.5.1 Here you see Brahma Saukhyam. The word Sukham is used in the sense of spiritual happiness. So Sukham is not bodily happiness. Sukham means happiness. Ananda means happiness brahma saukhyam means spiritual happiness rishabha vacham nayam deho deha bhajam nirloke kashtan kaman arhate vidbhujam ye Tapodivyam divyam putra kayena sattvam shuddhed yasmat brahma saukhyam dvanantam My dear boys, of all the living entities who have accepted material bodies in this world, one who has been awarded this human form should not work hard day and night simply for sense gratification, which is available even for dogs and hogs that eat stool. One should engage in penance and austerity to attain the divine position of devotional service. By such activity, one's heart is purified, and when one attains this position, he attains eternal blissful life, which is transcendental to material happiness and which continues forever. This is Brahma Saukhyam. Alright, so next question by Bhakta Virendra. I hope that is clear. Next question by Bhakta Virendra. Is chanting of holy names a sacrifice for the present Kali Yuga? Yes. Sankirtana Yajna. Okay, I see a question from Vanajakshi Matochi. Karma Abhi Abhiprat Vrittopi Naiva kinchit Karoti Saha. Every action has some reaction, holds no good, is it just an ordinary argument? Every action has a reaction, but uh, akarma means it has no material reaction. It has a spiritual reaction though. <laughs> but that is not material reaction. There is fruit in that work, but it is spiritual. So, like, there was one uh, instance where Srila Prabhupad was telling to, I think, his disciple Guru Kripa Prabhu and Guru Kripa Swami, I think. So, he uh, told him, because he was collecting so much money for the Vrindavan temple, Krishna Balram temple in Vrindavan and he was raising funds for that. So, Prabhupad told him that, as you, have, you are trying to build a nice temple for Krishna here, Krishna is building your house in Goloka Vrindavan as we are speaking so Prabhupada told him like that so there is some reaction to that but the reaction is completely spiritual and it is completely dovetailed to the service of the Lord and therefore he does not uh, enjoy such results separately from the Lord and that's why that is called akarma there is no sense gratificatory result and no karma no positive or negative within this world next question uh, Bhakta Virendra, why only few fortunate humans accept Krishna Consciousness? Is it because they have been doing Krishna Bhakti from their previous birth or and so in this birth they follow Krishna Consciousness as compared to other human beings? Whichever way, whether it was from a pure, uh, previous life or in this life because of uh, the association of a pure devotee, by the mercy of a pure devotee. Whichever way, if he is fortunate, how he becomes the bhagavan fortunate? Well, different ways. <laughs> like the Mrgari, the hunter in the forest, a tribal hunter, Narad Muni just suddenly appeared and then made him fortunate. That's why um, once Prabhupada was asked this question by his disciples, by Western disciples, um, he, they said, one of them asked, Prabhupada, you know, it says that only the very pious people, they come to Krishna consciousness after heaps and heaps of pious activities in their previous life. and But we don't find ourselves very pious because we have been engaging in all kinds of sinful activities. How is, that, how is it that we have become pious to you know, accept Krishna Conscious activities? Krishna Consciousness. Prabhupada said, I created the piety in you. So, by the, that is the association of devotees. That's why they are called ashraya also. Because they take yadapa ashraya ashraya. So, they purify our existence and they make us fortunate. Provided we are only one thing is required that we are submissive to to such a person and then we will automatically get the blessings of such person. They don't wait whether this person is qualified or not. (inaudible) Jati dhana vidya bala nakoraya peksha. Nityananda Prabhu's the Bhaktivinoda Thakur has sung a song. Bodasukher Khaburgay. In that song he explains that Nityananda Prabhu does not see whether (inaudible) Jati Vidya Kula Bala Nakora Peksha. You know. He, he does not see whether the person is qualified in strength or education or is you know, coming from a good background a good family good nothing the worst sinner so Jagay are an example of that even the worst sinner but they were um, you know delivered <coughs> next there is a nice quote here in the comments so let's go to that 11, 14, 13 11, 14, 13 Akinchanasya dantasya, shantasya, samachetasaha maya sarvaha sarvah sukhamayadishaha full of happiness, sukhamaya, sarvah sukhamayadishaha all directions are full of happiness the same sukha, sukha is also purna Sukhāyate For the devotee, the whole universe is full of happiness. Again, the word Sukha is used in the... Uh, not as a material, bodily happiness. Just sukham is happiness. Sukhamaya, full of happiness. Dishaha. One who does not desire anything within this world, who has achieved peace by controlling his senses, whose consciousness is equal in all conditions and whose mind is completely satisfied in me, finds only happiness wherever he goes, whether it be even hell. Maya santushta manasaha. Such a nice verse. Sarva, Sarvah, sarvah Sukhamayadishah Beautiful. Next, um, Non-devotees cannot maintain a devotee. A devotee should always, should be always self-reliant. Yeah, as much as possible. Um, <clears throat> you know, as much as possible, we should. Of course, now we may be in a position where we are, you know, um, bound by, you know, all these connections. Never mind, we should wait for the causeless mercy of the Lord. In the, in the meantime, we have to execute devotional service. So even for, even not only family members, suppose I am working a job, I am dependent on the boss. I have to say, I have to do whatever he says. Even though it, it means uh, less time for my chanting and reading. I cannot say, sir, boss, I have to read Bhagavad Gita. I cannot say that to him, right? Because I am dependent on him for my salary. So that's also a dependent person. That's why a Brahmana, he does not, do the work of a shudra because he does not want to be dependent on anyone because he wants to be nirashraya Uh, that's why so that he can speak with full uh, frankness and honesty Uh, Um, actually in one one place Prabhupada mentions politics means how to scheme for one sense gratification so when I am dependent on a person then I cannot speak the honest truth to him and that is politics because I am thinking of my well-being being being dependent on him so it becomes politics it becomes diplomatic it becomes duplicitous speech it is not honest speech Hmm. for example I will give you the example good example we have one devotee in Iskand I always speak about him Gaur Gopal Das he is, talk, <laughs> he is talking mundane nonsense. Just some, some mundane, stupid uh, motivational speeches. So, he is unable to speak the truth. He knows Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And Bhagavad Gita is meant to understand him. But he's, he said in an interview openly that Bhagavad Gita is not a religious book. Take the religion aspect completely out of the Bhagavad Gita. Why? He is obliged now. Because of his fans. He is dependent. He is dependent on the num- numbers. Oh, this many views, this many likes, this much fame, all these things, he's dependent on these things. And he's not speaking the truth which he actually knows. And he's doing a disservice not only to himself but to the whole audience that, he, that are listening to him. So that is a disservice. So that's a good, a good example of a person who cannot speak the truth because he's dependent on their validation. If you don't care for their, the people's validation, and only care for Guru and Krishna's validation, then you will speak what is pleasing to Guru and Krishna, not what is pleasing to the people. You see. But if I seek validation from the people, the foolish people who do not know what is the aim of life, and if I want claps from them and likes from them, then <clears throat> I will speak what pleases them. So I am compromising my position and speaking something which is not the truth, although I may know it. That's a good example of it. Um, So yeah, as much as possible, be self-reliant on Krishna. But sometimes we are stuck, whether to a boss or to the, you know. So we have to try to come out of that. And to the boss, of course, we have to say yes, 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 and do whatever is needed there. But at the same time, we are also on the side cultivating our devotional service and waiting for the mercy of Krishna where we can be completely free from this next question by Amar Reddy Prabhuji what is the importance of Tilakam tomorrow's question AMA please ask me I will put the link after this session we will put a link for AMA we will address it tomorrow because not um, not what is that Um, connected to today's topic Amar Reddy next question other than we Prabhupada's family is who else following Achinta bheda tattva Gaudiya Vaishnava. I mean Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's followers are Achinta bheda tattva followers. And uh, the other Vaishnavas and Prathayas, although they have different names, it's the pretty, pretty much the same, same philosophy. Again, this is again tomorrow. We can maybe elaborate more on that. Now it's already 10.15. Oh, Krishna. Next. Okay, we have answered this. Vanajakshi. Mataji. Prabhuji, have you ever come across any devotee in our generation who is Nitya Triptaha? Being a Grihastha feel very difficult to attain this platform. Fortunately, yeah, the devotees are satisfied, you know, here in the temple. They're very satisfied, you know, in Krishna's service. And they don't have any cares, especially those advanced devotees. And, um, yeah, this, so that is there. It is just that, in the grahastha platform, Nitya Triptaha, no, you can still follow it. Just that we need to associate with nitya triptas. When we associate with nitya triptas, we also know will know how to become nitya tripta. Just like if I associate with cricketers, I will learn how to become a good cricketer, like that. So I have to associate with devotees. They are the ashraya shelter. So if we take ashraya of devotees, the only reason why we don't feel nitya triptam is because of not taking enough ashraya of the devotees of Krishna. <clears throat> If we take that uh, association, then yes, we will, we will achieve all these qualities, all these, you know, uh, symptoms. Alright, what is that? Another one. This, Karman Okay, This one I have already answered just now. Every action has some reaction. Yeah, this I have already answered. As it came, I answered. All right, so that brings us to the end of the session and thank you very much for staying with me all this while. Wait a second. Wow, still 20, 23 of you are here. Thank you very much. Bhagavad Gita ki jai, Shri Prabhu Prabhupada ki jai, Ananta Vishnu Vrind ki jai, Nita Gaur Primanande, Hari Hari bol, Hare Krishna.